What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 80. Of number eight. Of, number Zero. 80 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one half of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Hey. This is the first time I've ever done a show with you. I know. Like the one no, on one. that's not true. We did the Patreon exclusives, yeah. but those are you didn't have to do the rigmarole in the beginning. It was different. You just got to do whatever. Now you're here. You got to be locked in. You got to be, be delivering the goods for everybody. You got to be very professional. Hashtag profesh. Yep, that's definitely. Hashtag try to be Colin. That's what I'm going to do today. No, Colin doesn't host shows. Colin he only hosts Colin and Greg live, and that's just a whiteboard and a lecture every day. <laughs> the lecture. Oh, my God. He's a teacher. <laughs> he is a teacher. Colin's a teacher. He, man, he was training for it, and he yeah, used it Oh, well. man. That would have been. Can I'm excited for this. Can you imagine finding out that Colin's your professor? Now, I know a lot of you at home are like, oh, my God, that's the dream. Yeah. I'm the kid that would have been like, oh, no. Oh, fuck anything, Moriarty. I anything got Moriarty. but Mr. Moriarty. Fuck. You know? Yeah, he oh. comes in, he just rants and raves, and you're like, is any of this going to be on the test? Do I really need to know about this third-party Gary dismissed. Johnson right now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> about the third-party Gary Johnson. Like, we're talking about American history, not American right now. What are you doing? Ladies and gentlemen, patches on him. this is a kind of funny games cast. Every week, we talk about video games and all the things we love about them, and I feel like this is a good duo for that. Yeah. Me and you. Yeah. You and I. We're the ones that yeah. love video games. Yeah. We do a lot. Right. We uh, can talk about them. We can believe about them. We, we can, can play them. Play them, let yeah, them in. Do I just stuff. watched you play one. You sp- I just finished Abzu in front of you, yeah. which you're excited to play, but I, I ruined it for you. Now you know how it ends. I stayed, I was the ending, I knew it was getting there. I'm like, I'm just going to look at it. Game's pretty now. abstract, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but if you wanted to get the show early, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, get a bunch of goodies over there sure. and all that stuff. Or you can get it for free at youtube.com slash kind of funny games, where it's distributed. Every day, Monday through Thursday, topic by topic, full episode Friday. You can also get it on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Something I don't like about iTunes. Lay it on me. And I need this to be clear sure. to everybody. Sure. I don't like how when you go to iTunes.com slash kind of funny, mm-hmm. it does this weird thing where it reroutes to a page that's like, you can download iTunes. I no, have, why does that? Yeah, I hate that. iTunes does that crap all the time. You click on somebody's link and it's like, oh, forget us on iTunes. You're like, do you want to download iTunes? Like, I have iTunes. I have iTunes. Could you just open this in iTunes or could you just What's link the to the problem? Thing? Yeah. And what doesn't make sense, if you go on iTunes and you search for Kind of Funny, yeah. our podcasts come up. You can click on P.S. I Love You. Yeah. Available every Tuesday, 9 a.m. You can click on Game Over Grady Show. Sure. Available every Friday at midnight. Whenever Kevin gets to it. No, the free ones are good. Okay. Free ones are always set. Okay. But that's what the, Kevin has a week. To handle that shit. Yeah, I mean, that's never, that doesn't stop him from screwing things up. You're right. You're right. You get Gamescast, this beautiful, this big, beautiful show here. Yeah, yeah. You go to any of those. You can go to more from this publisher. Click on Kind of Funny. There's this beautiful page that I helped set up with the, our homies over at Apple. Yeah. And I'm like, great. I'm like, what's the link? You can right click, copy link. It's iTunes.com slash Kind of Funny. You da- put that you in. Download iTunes. Download iTunes. Come on. Come on. The, the big news is that when I was walking Portillo a second ago, uh, the Apple Maps car passed me taking pictures. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to be in an Apple Map. No you offense. are going to be internet famous, Greg Miller. Everybody's going to know me on that Apple Map. I'm excited about this episode. Mm. We've had a good day. We have had a good day. We we had our, we had decided this is going to be our date day. Mm-hmm. I greeted you at the door in my underwear when you, you got here this morning. You did, just your underwear. Then we did Colin and Greg live all by ourselves. We no did. Kevin, no Nick, no mm-hmm. Colin. Then we went to a lovely lunch. Mm-hmm. Then we got some Froyo. We went to a burrito place different than our normal burrito place. Exactly. And that is when you know that you're getting We're fucking fancy. frisky and We're adventurous. Fancy. Yeah, let's get, let's get yeah. out of the rut. Let's go to this new place. I was place. feeling good. It was good. I yeah, liked it a lot. I did too. Um, I had a wet burrito. One of the best wet burritos I've had in a while. Wow. Yeah, their, their enchilada sauce was. Yeah. I had, I had chorizo tacos. They were very good. Mm. Yeah. Chorizo upsets me because it reminds me of Kevin. 
And oh, there's, he said Starbucks thing, which made Starbucks it chorizo one, and it yeah, just it smells. smells like Kevin. That's weird. And so like chorizo kind of makes me gag a little bit. Sure, because Kevin, makes, it, you because Kevin makes you gag a little bit. Because Kevin makes me gag. Exactly. That's exactly. how that exactly. all works. Um, but anyway, yeah, today's episode is going to be fun on Calling Great Live. I asked a lot of people for for questions, so we're going to do two topics of of audience questions. We got some good ones. Okay, good. I'm, About time these kids brought something good. It's going to be fun. I'm but I want to start with Abzu. Abzu. Because my God, yeah, that game looks like a game. It's taken it's, it's taken the world by storm. This Abzu, it's, it's not hit the Pokemon Go the world threshold, but okay, our industry. It's taken Marty Sleeve by no, storm. No, and Mitch Dyer and Kotaku. I and guess Cliff you're right. Blazinski. Mm-hmm. Everyone's out there tweeting and talking and reviewing Abzu, talking about it. I just played it. I just beat it. Yeah, okay, that was something I did for two hours. So let's give a little bit of two a background a on Abzu. Sure. Abzu. Not made by that game company. No, but despite the similarities, had, had, it's had it's a game made by Giant Squid. This mm-hmm. is their first game. The uh, the leader of Giant Squid left that Matt game Nava, company. There you the, go. You got some. You got some of that stuff. The there. art director, right. for Flower and Journey, right, aka two of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, leaving here to do this. Correct. Also, Austin Winery, composer of Journey. Yep, composer of this game. Look at you with your facts. And that took me. Two minutes of watching you play for me to be like, this is a game for right. me. And that's this the, looks awesome. And that's the whole thing about it is what I want to, as we get into this, what do I think you should play Abzu? Of course, I know it's going to be spoiler free. Uh, should you play Abzu? Of course you should play Abzu. It's it's another one of those games, of course, that's going to be our games are art. And here's this thing. I, my, it's, it's similar to my inside thing when we did the review of inside where it's just like, it's a really abstract, you know what I mean? And like, I get that and you want me to th- talk about it and think about it, but I kind of don't like that. You know what I mean? And so to go back, Flow and Flower never hit the mark for me. Mm. I played both those games, finished both of them, right? Yeah, probably. And even though it's the, it's the journey, not the destination with those kind of games. IMO. Um, uh, flower, I like flowers. Flower was great. As a whole. But I like think. you end and you're always just back in the window. So it's like, all right, I see what's Yeah, happening. but I feel like there there is an ending sure. to Flower. Flow, I never beat Flow. Flow, sure. and then it, Flow didn't click with me. Yeah. So, but Journey did click with me. I love Journey. Journey, I thought was okay, cool. I get what's happening here. Mm. And with Abzu, I never really got it. And I just beat it like literally twenty minutes ago, thirty minutes ago. And so I need to go. I want to go read about it. I want to go do the first thing I did though was jump into Jose Otero's IGN review, and he was with me there. He gave it what eight three, I think. And he was talking about like you know his cons are that's a little too Artsy. loose narratively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's. I hate saying that's like one of the things because I love artsy games. I love I love people creating art. That's why I love video games is that it's an art form and everybody gets to go express themselves and do different things with it. But it does at times feel like you're trying. Is this an art, a game for art's sake? You know what I mean? Is yeah. it that kind of thing? And not that anything wrong with that, but it, and it also just does feel like in a lot of ways underwater journey mm-hmm. of like you're going. It's like what's happening? Okay, here are some of the cave paintings or like I'm trying to figure out what exactly piece it together, how it's going. But then by the end when I get it and I do the thing and this happens, blah, blah, blah it's like, okay. Yeah. And, and like, you know, the way people keep talking about it. And here's what I think might be the problem for me in particular. Uh, me, me personally, I should say, is the fact that everyone's talking about it as it's a game that's super relaxing. It's this game that's meditative. It's this kind of thing. That's what I've been applying to my expectations for No Man's Sky. Mm. That No Man's Sky is going to be the game that I sit there and play and chill out mm-hmm. for 30 minutes a night and be done with it and go to bed. Uh, jumping into this one today, I wasn't necessarily in the mood, but I wanted to be able to talk about it. I wanted to see what everybody's talking about. I get why people love it. It is beautiful. 
oh my god is it a beautiful game every and like that's the one that's for me the best part of the game is like at any point i felt like i could put the controller down and look back or go into the meditate meditating because that's like one of the big things where you see these like a uh, shark statues that you go and you rest on their heads and you meditate and then the camera just kind of spins around and let's see it, yeah. it always looks like a moving painting it's always yeah, beautiful yeah, yeah. like the colors they, whether they're using the a very very dark palette for, you know when you're underwater it's it's dank and it's gross or you're to this bright beautiful it's mm-hmm. a tropic it's a coral reef awesome stuff there awesome awesome color really beautiful game animated incredibly well swimming very fluid it's funny i remember when we hit uncharted and euphoria and you came back after that first day and you're like they finally did it they made swimming in a game fun swimming in a game's fun here it took me a while uh, being a non-inverted person to wrap my head around it because it was Mm. that you can go in and change it to to be how you would but even once i changed it that didn't feel right and i was like back to inverted i'm flying like a plane whatever yeah that that's that's always hard that inverted thing we talked about this before yeah. i think uh with ratchet and clank i was having the issue with the the remake of it where the i play i used to play inverted now i play normal but then when uh it comes to the camera of the left and right movements and like a third person yeah. thing sometimes it just doesn't click right where it's like i want one to be horizontal and one or one to be uh inverted and yeah, yeah. horizontal to be uh non-inverted and or stuff like whatever it is the opposites right and it, it it just tricks you up but then one day it could change day to day. Yeah. It's like no, a yeah. weird brain thing. And that was the thing of like, yeah, for me, I think part of it too is that sometimes you get pulled back a bit. So it's like, I was trying to swim, you know, over there. Right. So I'm, I'm pulling up and I pulled up too far and did like the, and then I was like upside down and trying to come back. Yeah. A minor gripe. I don't want to make this out to be a thing. It just, for me, I had a little bit of trouble wrapping my head around it, but mm. I eventually got it. And it's also not a game where it's like, you need to be precise. You're going to get punished. None of that. It, yeah. Back to the relaxing thing of just like, you're underwater and it's chill mm-hmm. music as you brought up amazing yeah i mean that that's something that i think is a uh, really important to this is the the art aspect right where mm-hmm. the is it art for art's sake i feel like that's even a totally even other topic where it's like sure uh and even talking about inside before there was that question of like all right so what and yeah. whatever but it's like if that's the point then that's the point exactly right? i'm not so knocking it. but but with this though i think that uh beyond that like the the game whether it's too artsy in the sense of what does it mean? And like, let's discuss yeah. this. as art as uh, when you take the, the look and the tone and the feel and the sound and the, all that stuff you're talking about the, the, it looks like every frame looks like a painting. Yeah. Like I think that uh, they, they did that to an extent with flower, but then journey knocked it out of the park sure. where it's just like every single shot of that looks amazing. It doesn't, and it's PS3. It doesn't matter. Yep. PS10 can be out and that's going to look amazing because of the art direction. And I think that this is another one of those moments where the art direction of uh, Matt Nava, he gets it, you know, he gets how to design something to evoke emotion mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. just, just from the look of it. Right. Look, just watching you play. It's like, I get the feelings of, of uh, journey and of flower, but like this also, it had its own, own thing to it. Mm-hmm. I remember back on the, the GameCube. Uh, one of the, the really special things the GameCube had um, in terms of graphics, because it wasn't the most powerful. The Xbox by far was the most powerful that generation. PS2 tend, tended to look better than GameCube did. GameCube was a little bit more round around the, the edges and stuff. Um, Mario Sunshine, the water. Yeah. The, it was beautiful the way that it interacted with things and just it was it was next gen at that time. Um, Star Fox Adventures, the fur. Like having all that yeah, stuff, it, like it was so like, oh my breeze. god! Like this is, and they kind of overcompensated in a lot of, of ways course. with that. Um, but uh, I feel like that those things are what push the limits of stuff. And now these days, water, the video games have nailed it. Like, yeah, we've seen it time and time again. But seeing you play this, I'm like, man, this is making me think about water in video games in a way that I haven't in a long time. And it made me stop and think. All right, so 
from flow to flower to journey. Flow is like on a really small scale, right? Like a microscopic yeah. adventure. Bacteria in your eye. Yeah. Flower is this like beautiful grassy fields and then eventually cityscapes and stuff like that. But it's it's way more, it's the idea of being a flower in mm-hmm. the fields. Mm-hmm. Journey, desert, right? And like kind of caves, but mainly desert. Then the big question is where do they go from there? And yeah. I think underwater is the uh, obvious answer. And I think the other obvious answer is space. Sure. So that's why I think No Man's Sky Mm. makes sense getting brought up in this conversation but what's also funny is because i've thought about this i'm like what do i want from um that game studio next that game company uh, that game company and not to say that that these are them but obviously when you're t- yeah it, it's the spiritual it's not Genova chen but it, obviously i mean like that's what my thing uh, into quick aside is like playing this game I, and i'm enjoying this game but it does feel like Okay, it's kind of just it's journey underwater in the sense of I'm in this area, do do do. Here's this epic moment to transition yep. me to something else, and here we're back into this thing, and I'm trying to light up these different things to get that to go. And okay, that went, and now another transition. It's, yeah. it's not none of that's bad. None of that's like oh how unoriginal. It's just like I'm not as cra- like blown away by it because I feel like I I know this game already when I just sat down to play it. Yeah, and that's. And it's such a weird thing because people will never be happy, oh, right? Of course, it's yeah. like you can never be wowed again like that because that was so, so amazing and such a unique thing. Having said that, we haven't had anything like that since. 100%. So I think that I, I love seeing you play this because I'm just like, man, like this, I've for years dreamt about what their next game would be. And I, I always thought it was going to be underwater or space. Yeah. And it's funny seeing you play this because taking No Man's Sky out of it, um, you could replace that with space because of the way you control it. Sure. Like seeing the way that you were navigating and stuff, like it made me think of Star Fox, you know, okay. or stuff like that, where sure. it's like you're, 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 it's a linear game. You're driving through, it's a kind of like an on rails um, space sim, but you're underwater. Right. And uh, it, it was cool seeing the, the hints of flower where like you're going through fish and the fish all join you and then yeah. you speed up each time. Um, but with those epic moments of of journey and flower had them too, but uh, it was not flowers, the same way. I flowers felt about. a bit more. Um, once you hit this thing, the camera's going to zoom out and it spins around and like colors change. But yeah. journey was a bit more of a millions of pieces of scarfs with you. But, but that, but also just like a, um, the epic moments felt like you were building towards them, and you know games get a lot of credit these days for being like oh it's an interactive movie mm-hmm. um and then we talk about the uncharted's of the world or, or the call of duty single player campaigns or stuff like that when we when we talk about that but i think that that this game and journey do it in a way that i haven't seen anything else do in terms of the melding of visual art style camera movement and music yeah i mean to your point playing that there were points where it felt like those Pixar shorts before it, where yes. there are there's no dialogue. I mean, and that's one thing I guess we haven't done. If you don't know what Abzu, uh, Abzu is, sorry, uh, underwater, you're third person, totally free to roam around, not open world. It's linear. You get areas you go through. You can go to you can go to the floor, fish the ground floor, hidden spots, and you know unleash new fish by letting them go. You have to, but then there's some light puzzle solving of like, all right, I gotta get this chain to move and that chain to move, and that'll open the door. It's all super simple. All all the like. Gameplay hooks of it are really optional for the most part. Meditating isn't mandatory, but if you do it on everything, you get the trophy. Uh, unlocking all these fish isn't mandatory, but if you do it, you get the trophy kind of thing like that. Um, but there was points, yeah, playing it where they do such a great job of what you're saying where the base, I mean, the action is so basic. I mean, your action as a player in this game is so basic of swimming. Uh, if you want to explore, but as I was like trying to get this for the games cast, right? Like I was, you know, not trying to get every fish unlocked and I, and I don't even know if I would be motivated to go back for the, you know, silver trophy. But 
I'm going through and I'm doing it and the music ramps with you. Yep. The music builds with you until you're at that crescendo moment. And then, yeah, when you are shooting down, you know, this this waterway with all these fish around you are going through or collecting more mm-hmm. and they're swirling around you. That is that epic moment. And that's that payoff. Yeah. And it and but that is uh, that's the art to me. That yeah. is that is the thing that uh, is a combination of to, all. Of it. Yeah. It's hard to kind of like bring it. It's not so much the what does it stand for and what, mm-hmm. what is the mm-hmm. metaphor of this. The art of it is. The melding of that stuff in a in a very um, emotional experience that is driven by you controlling it. Sure. And it's weird because it's not that far off from the Mario Maker uh, levels that people make that are just you hit right once and then it or just hold right and oh, run and yeah, it yeah. like plays through the whole level for yeah, you. Yeah. Um, or or you know people always talk about certain games like um, I mean even, even Journey is like oh you just hold if you just hold straight you'll win. And it's like that is an oversimplification of right. the entire thing. Like you do have a, a control over it, and it's a it's a physics based um, experience where you're not going to actually finish this game sure. just holding it and just going right. But it is those moments where you're talking about like the camera kind of messing up or the controls messing up when you do the flip thing. That was the same thing in Flower. Now Flower was different because you had to move the controller. Oh, that's around. sixth axis. We love yeah. it so much. But there's a um, it you start to feel connected to it in a way that you don't with other games because. Yeah. The, the way that you're controlling, it becomes like a roller coaster in a lot of ways. It, it becomes True. like a, but you're controlling where it goes. So seeing you go through the things of fish reminded me of going through the things of flowers where you get the pedals and faster and faster yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. And there's an art to it. It's like Sonic the Hedgehog. That's probably a really good way to, to bring this up in terms of everyone's like, oh, you can just, you just go fast and hold right and jump. It's like, no, that's not how that works. Maybe right. the first couple levels, Sonic's actually really more about the, um, the physics of it and using ramps and stuff to increase get better, speed. play the same level over and over so you can understand how to just and like bounce through it super fast. And I think that uh, there's that same level of like playing Flower reminded me of playing Sonic 2 in the chemical plant zone when you're going through. Do you know what I'm talking about, chemical plant zone? Uh, no, it's I, the I, second mean, I played level it all the way, way through Sonic 2. It's the one with the purple water that raises. Okay. It's one of the yeah, most yeah. iconic Sonic okay. levels. Yeah, yeah. Um, being little, I remember playing that and and feeling overwhelmed with a sense of speed and sensation of movement and i'm causing this to do things even though most of it was get from point a to point b to trigger what's essentially a quick quick time event but i think this these games make me feel that way even watching you play made me feel like there's a sense of momentum yeah when you add the music to that swelling like that's where the emotion comes from it's momentum mixed with um this this auditory visual feedback combination yeah. that it's just like momentum's, it's cool. A momentum is a great way to describe it in the Gabzu and where I think people keep talking about how relaxing the game is. I think that's true in but it's also in the way of at no point in this game was I up against a, I, it was, there was no inside moment, right? Of like, wait, what do I need to do? Or even journey because there were times in journey I remember ch- chirping up to something trying to is this what I'm supposed to do or is this it's very obvious what the next mm-hmm. thing is so if it is that you want to go explore if you want to touch every fish if you want because you can grab on and ride them and do this different thing uh, you know unlock them all do these different things meditate everywhere if you want to go and collect seashells if you want to go, go do all that you can and you're fine and you'll never feel like you've ground the pace of the game to the halt nor nor will you ever hit a puzzle so hard that you're like what the hell do I do next yeah, yeah. that's cool you know I 100%. think and, and that's what there's a place for that you know 100%. I, I'm such a big fan of the small experience games right and I think that this is a perfect it look it seems like yeah without playing it uh just seeing you play it it seems like that type of um of experience I I'm excited for it I, I hope that uh, I get a chance to play it soon like just timing wise how long is it 
two and a half. Perfect. Yeah. You know, like that sounds like a really good time because like you don't need more of that. No. And you that's, know? and I mean, that's the one thing, you know, I mean, like where I am with it. I liked it. I think you should play it. I don't think it's on journey's level at mm-hmm. all. I don't think it's, you know, changing the game. It's got like a 79 right now, Metacritic eight, three on IGN. Uh, that all sounds, I, the seven, nine seems like where I would be somewhere in there. It's good. I appreciate it. I like it. I don't think I love it. I don't think I'll ever go back to it. It's funny because like Mitch today on Twitter was talking about like a day removed and I'm still thinking of Abzu and I'm like, I don't think I'm ever going to think about this game again outside of this conversation. Not that that's a bad thing. Not yeah. that I'm saying the game's bad. Just in the fact of like, cool. I'm kind of interested to know what was going on there, but I think I kind of get it in the same breath yeah. and just in the end. But like, what was I doing in the end really? And blah, 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 but whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, inside I've thought about many times. You know, you I go. continue to have conversations about it inside and not mm. only the fact that the gameplay is amazing. Not only that it was such a step up from limbo, but of like, what did it really mean? You get in those debates and those conversations with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, see, that, that's interesting. And I, I guess, again, having not played it, I'd be interested to see if anyone ever brings this up uh, in the same conversation with Journey in the way that I've heard limbo and inside compared. Interesting. Where people have differing tastes yeah, and neither yeah. is right or wrong. It's uh-huh. like, I can understand the arguments on both sides for this. Like, yeah, Journey is such a masterpiece because it did nail all of these pieces where it sounds like this one, at least in your in my, uh, opinion, my opinion, it's yeah. not nailing all of those things. Yeah. And that's hard to do. You know, um, I mean, like, don't you, you know, you brought up this interesting fact, right? Of like, uh, you, you have hypothesized what that game company's next game is going to be. Right. And that here we go. The guy who worked on Journey left founded a studio made this game and released it before we've ever seen anything from that game yeah and the reason that's happening and we've talked about we talked to Genova Chen at not this la- e3 2015 mm-hmm. and we're like is there a lot of pressure he's like there's so much pressure you know what i mean to follow up journey to do this right like we've started and stopped a bunch of different pro- a bunch of different projects and mm-hmm. we're working on now we're still working on that's why we're not talking about it i mean i can't even imagine because i remember when flower came out it was a joke with me and my friends uh in the sense that i was excited about yo I we can play this flower game i saw it and i was like oh like this looks weirdly interesting to me like i'm i'm into it and yeah everyone like alfred i'll never forget alfredo was talking so much shit alfredo only like, he shoots things he just like he couldn't wrap his head around he but like again pistols. it was a different time then like like flower pistols yeah uh, this being a um or flower being a psn game back then psn wasn't mm. a, really a thing it's pretty good for a psn game it's exactly. pretty good for a downloadable exactly game. exactly that was the conversation and i remember playing it uh, there was the demo and I played the demo and I'm like, this is cool. I want more. So I bought it eventually. And then playing through that game, like it resonated with me. Yeah. I was just like, why do I like this so much? Cause there's not much there, but I'm like, I put in, I wanted the art from it. You know what I mean? I sure. think that that is the key. That's a big part of it. Yeah. With, yeah. with all of these games. And that, and that was my thing with Abzu is that, I, and the, you know, cause like, I think the theme of me recently, at least this year has been being in the mood, right? Like Ratchet and Clank came out and I wasn't in the mood for Ratchet and Clank. And then one day I was and I put it in and it was awesome. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, you know, Overcooked recently, uh, we were in the mood for a co-op game. We got it. I'm forgetting one that it was another one that just clicked. It was like when I, oh, A Song of the Deep. I wanted somebody to tell me a story. These people told me a story. And I wasn't in the mood for Abzu, right? And I always, and like, and so my reference point for that is that when I put Journey in back in the day, I remember putting it in. I did a couple things and I texted Clement some joke about it because he loved it so much. and I knew he loved it so much. And then he texted me back and I texted him and then like the game kept going and then I turned off my phone and I was like, wait, something's happening here. I need to pay. And like with Abzu, that didn't happen. I was still multitasking, doing a million things. And again, not that that's, I'm, you know, whatever. It's a great, great game. It's a good game. It's a great game. You should play this game. But it wasn't like, I wasn't enraptured. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, and so I guess that's you know what I mean? to me that's that's the interesting part is I remember playing Flower and it went from the demo to me playing it and being like I don't know why I like this but I do and investing yeah. to towards the later latter half of that game like there once things get dark in that game yeah and like you're there's the the part I think it's like midway through like and, the crumbling cityscape no that's it. the end that's the okay, end right, right. but like once you're in the field and it's dark and there's the electrical oh, towers that yeah, are like yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. things up I was like oh shit this is this is not just six levels that are all the same thing with different colors. Like, yeah. They are trying to tell a story. And I was like, I am invested. And that was the rest of my day. I had to beat that shit. I tried platinuming it before yeah. I realized, before I was indoctrined into this world of uh, Greg Miller and Colin Moriarty. But um, I never did that. Uh, but then when Journey came out, I was so excited just because I was like, man, like their next game, this must be awesome. And it was. Like yeah. That's the yeah. thing is they they took all the things I loved about Flower and just condensed it and made it just more manageable you know yeah more um less abstract and just more like it is it's a bit more basic for, for me uh, for me with flower one of the reasons i think i don't like it as much is momentum and i feel like i lost my momentum a lot in that game mm. where i'd be going and everything's going great and i'm nailing it and then like with six axis i just missed something and then try to circle back and it was hard to get back yeah, yeah, and i yeah. get back to it and then try to get back in that rhythm again of where everything was going so well yeah and uh, with with Journey, it was a bit more, um, I think, by the 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 books in terms of progression. Yeah. In terms of just like it, it was always obvious where you're going, and it was one giant um, journey. Uh, and uh, uh, in the same way that Flower had the the story elements kind of go like I was saying, where like it gets dark and then eventually it gets even more dark. Yeah. Uh, with Journey, like there's you, I feel like the entire game was telling a story, whereas in Flower, it was just the last half. Gotcha. That makes um, sense. And that that's my my question about this game, where just from seeing this and from hearing you talk, it seems like that is the element that's missing, is a kind of overarching narrative that you're interested in throughout. Hundred percent. Yeah. When I started seeing the cave paintings and stuff, or and they're not cave paintings, but you know the art of the old world or whatever, it was like, oh, okay, cool. I think is this where, oh, like, what's going? On? And then you get I mean, by the end of it, yeah. And then the end of it, it's just like. Okay. No yeah, I know, but it's, it's and it's but it's not even that. Like you know, this is totally a game that's about the journey, and not the destination. I feel personally, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, yeah, I, I it didn't have that hook to it where I cared about what was really going on in the world. Yeah, and, and that's one of the reasons I don't think I cared about like, are the, am I are these fish trapped? Am I helping them? I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Why do I want to meditate here? Yeah, it's pretty. I'll give you that. It's pretty. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'm definitely stoked for it. Let us know what you think about Abzu in the comments below. I'm excited to hear about that. And I want to see if there's anybody that likes it better than Journey. That would be interesting, too. You're wrong if you do. Damn, son. Just letting you Damn. know. Delete your Twitter. All right. Topic two. Topic two of the day is being excited about video games. I like how you brought, brought the smallest piece of paper in the house to take your notes on. That's all I needed. Okay. Sure. All I need to do is... It doesn't look no... like you. Did you get a pen that works? Because that doesn't seem like that's going well for you, either. It didn't. But you know what? We're fine. Here's my little paper. We don't have any ads today. You guys are welcome. You're welcome that we're not getting paid. So, <laughs> so yeah, I just need to know. Some Being excited about video games, what the hell does that mean, Tim? So pretty much, you know, I realized that I love video games. And I, I love video games, too. Excited about video I love games. being excited about video games, too. But recently, there's been something that's been happening that I haven't felt in a couple of years, I would say. And that is the NX announcement looming. You know, X there's been give it to so us. many rumors recently about the NX over the last year and a half. And we've talked about it on Gamescast 10 billion times. Always a different conversation sure. that has the same talking points, right? Right. But it's always the talking points about a different rumor, and all those rumors sound really bad. Now we're, we're hearing rumors that sound really we good. We got a good rumor. And so we're latching onto it, and I'm really yeah. hoping it's good, and I'm uh, putting all my faith into that. But the most important part is the fact that the the rumor 
that is most likely to be true is that we'll hear more information in September about the NX. We've known it's going to be this year, but that made we've all thought that kind of made sense. Sure. Um, and I think that this it, it has to be then, right? So I'm excited. I found myself in a bunch of random situations thinking about that. Just sitting you around know? thinking about the NX. Yeah. Like I'll Day be laying, laying in bed thinking about it. I'll just be like eating dinner and like I just like random. Yeah, slow jerking it. I mean, dude, it's like it's slow jerk worthy, you know? I'm just <laughs> I'm so I'm so excited that because I was at the Wii. Time out. Can you please someone make a note out there? Uh I'm gonna say Trevor Starkey to remind us next year, about two months before E three. Remind us that our new award should be slow jerk worthy. <laughs> we put those up on the walls of E3. Oh my God. Yeah. Detroit become human. Slow, slow jerk, jerk worthy. worthy. <laughs> <laughs> that game company's next new game. Yeah, yeah. Slow jerk yeah, worthy. Um, but the thing about the, the NX reveal is that I was at the Wii U, uh, not the reveal, but the, well, I E3 guess E3 announcement. I was at, I was at the Nintendo press conference when okay. they announced the Wii U. And, even being in that room where like being surrounded by the hype of it, it, it there was it was confusion more than yeah, anything. totally. And it, it was a is let, it, is it was just a, a controller that adds yeah. on to the unit. It felt really weird. And it's like, oh, but the system looks a little bit more round. Yeah. Like, what's happening? That was weird. But then three, four months later in November, um, five months, I don't know, whatever. I'm not good at math. Uh, in November, there was an event in New York, yeah, where it was the real like, here's the reveal of it. Here's a lot like all the games you can play them for the first time. And uh, well, I guess not for the. Fr- this is the first time you could play real games because at E3 they had all the demos. As soon that, as you ended the the conference, you can go back and play the demos. But all that, those demos, that we chase me thing or me was, chase me. Uh, or it, was. it was pretty much what uh, would end up being in Nintendo Land. Yeah, each of those games was its own game. Back yeah, then. yeah, yeah. So and then there was New Super Mario Bros. U, which was really especially then like, all right, who the fuck cares? Um, and there was a, a video of the Zelda that just was playing right, right. over and over. But then at the Nintendo event in November, you could actually play the launch games that were coming out, and that was where they announced Bayonetta 2 was coming to, to Wii U. Um, so that event itself, like, I want that for the NX. Of and course. It sounds like it's going to happen, and I'm excited to see what that is, and I think that just that idea of thinking about, all right, I was at the one that was bad. If it was good, that could be so exciting. And even if it's not, like, I'm just excited that it's happening. Yeah. If there's a shot at it being good, that's great to me. Sure. But we've talked about that X a lot. It's not what I'm trying to talk about here. So you're, okay. I want to know just like this feeling that I'm feeling right now about this excitement for this announcement of this, this system and the games that have come with it. Sure. What have you felt this excitement for? Ooh, wow. So many games. I think you, I mean, for me, I think if anything, took the legs out of that excitement and I don't think it did because I still get super excited about games it would be working in the industry right I think because then it's just there's so many things to worry about even what is like I can't wait for No Man's Sky like I'm really excited to get my code for No Man's Sky whenever that happens I'm still not obsessing over No Man's Sky because of Abzu now and I'm playing I need to I want to get Batman episode there's so many things and there's so many jobs and there's so many podcasts to make there's so many distractions right Mm -hmm. now that keep you away from it Um, I mean my initial knee-jerk reaction to that is I guess there's two, which is weird, and that doesn't make any sense. But the one I first thought of was the wrestling games back in the day when uh, WrestleMania 2000 was coming out, and when then No Mercy was coming out. In the fact that like I was, I lost my mind for that, and I was in high school, right? And so what I had, I, and this is the old days, you know what I mean? So stick with me, everybody. But I, you know, I had a note card I wrote out with all like Best Buy and Game or EB Electronics Boutique and uh-huh. KB Toys and Funko Land, 
Walmart because inevitably somebody would break the street date on this. Yep. And so like two weeks before that game would come, WrestleMania or WrestleMania 2000 would come out, right? I I I would leave school in, in high school and get into my, I was driving a car and then running. I was 16 and I would use the cell phone to call on that sheet. And then I would get home and give it a few hours and call back. And it was two calls a night or whatever to try to figure this out. 991-8139. Yeah. The number to Toys R Us nice. on, on Gary See, Street. you know it. R.I.P. You but, know oh, it. yeah. No, that was And that life. was the thing of like, I, I did that for two solid weeks with this worn-ass card. And I'll never forget, like I was, in high school, I was the uh, editor-in-chief of both the newspapers. And there was a weekly one and a bi-monthly one. And the weekly one, the way it would be is that I would come get all the, the notes, like people would write these things out by hand and give you like crib sheet notes. And then I would go back and write it into this newspaper that was the weekly thing. And then send, drop off a P, drop off a, a, a floppy disk that wow. had it on for people uh, that to print it and then pick it up the next day after school and then bring it in on Friday and distribute it. And so it was a Thursday night that I picked him up on the way home called the Walmart and I was like, Hey, do you have WrestleMania 2000 and 64? And they're like, yeah. And this is like, uh, you know, it's Thursday. So it's, I think it would have been the week before release, right? If that was still how I don't remember back then, if it was Tuesdays, because yeah. I remember it, that it was such a weird, Things were weird before, video games made no sense. before the internet came around. There was no, like, this is Rules. when games come in. It was just, yeah, shit came in and people put it out sometimes. Yeah. They're like, yeah. And I was like, what? It, it, really? You, you have WrestleMania 2000 on N64. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And so I, 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 I guess I had just gotten home. I took the newspapers out, put them in my car, got into the car. On the way to Walmart, I called Poe, my best friend. And I was like, hey, I'm not coming to school tomorrow. So can you give these papers out or whatever? He's like, uh, yeah, why? I'm like, I'll rest me in 2000. And I hung up on him. I'm like driving. And I'll never forget. I'm so happy. I'm so excited that this is happening. I'm driving. And as I pull alongside Walmart, I'm a, I, for you, I'm coming. So shit. For everybody who's back in the suburbs of Chicago, this would be the Walmart in Bloomingdale, right? Because it's across from Stratford Square Mall. Army, tra- It's the one on Army Trail. And then I would have been driving up what? Fuck. Oh, man, I haven't driven this road in so long. Bloomingdale Road, I guess. Does that make sense? Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm driving up this road. And as I'm driving up to, and I hit the blinker to, tur- to turn uh, into the turn lane to go over, I look over and there are these kids sprinting towards Walmart. I'm like, that's funny. And I look and they're in Cactus Jack shirts. And I'm like, fuck like the jig is up maybe they're like swing in there illegally park probably you know, run back to the toy store in my fucking uniform run back run back there my uniform being that i went to a private school and get there no one else is there yeah but, and they give me the game and they sell me the game and i leave and i drop the papers with poe and i go home and you know i move the and i don't know why this was the thing and like but i like i you know it was like i i go downstairs to the basement where i play all my games and I move like, you know, blankets and pillows down there because I'm going to sleep next to the NC yeah, no. God forbid I walk upstairs no, and go to Cactus bed. Jack motherfuckers ain't going to come in and steal your exactly, shit. Exactly, exactly. And just sat there and played that game like a maniac and then slept there. And like I was, I was, you know, credit my folks with it, mainly my mom, uh, just because she was, I think, dad, I don't, I could have, whatever, dad doesn't care. But mom, yeah. you know, it was like bargaining. I, you know, I could explain to her of like, I'm doing fine in school, clearly this is a big deal for me. I need, I know it would just be these wrestling games. Like I need to take the day off for the wrestling games. Yeah. I think I did it for PS2 launch as well or whatever, yeah. where I, I got my unit and didn't come in uh, whatever Friday of that week. But, uh, yeah, get just playing that thing and then doing the exact same thing for no mercy when that came around. And like, it was the same, it was, it, it was the same obsession with, um, as, as an, as an adult, I'm putting in quotes here, but as an, you know, a more grown up kid, right. Of the NCAA football ones. 
when those were coming around, this is like for real. I know we've talked about it a few times, like all of our shows, but like the summer drought of games that we're in right now, you're like, motherfucker, you have no idea. Cause it was like, there was, there used to be not a goddamn yeah. thing. And then it was that. Yeah. In all, what it was early in, August. July, would be yeah. Like NCAA. Yeah. No, hey. I think August was Madden. Right. In July was the end of July was NCAA. And it was like, you're getting back to something and like, yeah, that would be the same thing where I would call around. I would be on game facts, just yep. like on their message. Did board, anyone just, get it? Just talking to people. Your about vacation this. may vary. The people, the people who are like talking about like, they're going to build out roster so you can come get the PS2 file here and bring it over and all that stuff. And then it was the same thing. Granted, we had jobs, so it wasn't like calling out of school at that point, but like we got NCAA and like, uh, you know, when we, when I got, I'd get NCAA every year. And I always talk about it, you know, my group of friends, I was the video game guy, which was cool, but alienating, like lonely yeah. in the way that I didn't have like a friend who like mm-hmm. loved it as much as me. And Poe, I fi- I forget what it was. I think it was embarrassingly enough. I m- might have worn him down and got him to buy a PS2 for SOCOM because we could play it online and we could do something like while we're like apart or whatever, you know, because like you know, if he didn't want to come over, I think it was when we were going to college too, maybe. Well, yeah, PS2 when we were going to college. And so like eventually when NCAA came that first year that he had it. We were like all in. We went and bought our copies. We came back to my house and, my, you know, with the basement TV. And then I got a card table and I went upstairs and out of my room and got the smaller TV. These, you know, CRTs you bring down, mm-hmm. set it up there. And he, we ha- we just played there all night till sunrise. And we would we would just we would play it the entire season. Like we wouldn't miss a game. We would yeah. do all these things. And uh, it would be that, you know, I'm playing as Mizzou. I think he was playing as St. Mary's or whatever. He started his own school or whatever. And so, like, when one of us would have the rivalry game or the bowl game or whatever, that would get the big TV. Yeah. That'd be, like, the big thing. I like, all that. right, dude, I'm about to, I'm, you know, I'm ranked number two in the country right now. And, you know, okay, fine, we'll switch out and do this kind of thing. Yeah. And that, those are the moments that, like, sadly don't happen anymore. Like, yeah. And it, it is that thing of, like, you know, I'm thinking back of games that I was, like, crazy. And I, I don't even, it's weird, I don't even count Uncharted. Like, Uncharted 4 this time around, right, was, like, it's going to be it's a charm. It's going to be gonna great. Be whatever. Batman Arkham Knight was a, was a treat. I remember last year because it was, Oh, of course, Batman Arkham Knight was a treat because I'm a Batman fan. I was excited to get it. But again, it was like, get it. And then played it for a weekend. And I remember when they Arkham city, when I was reviewing Arkham city, it was like, cause you know, when you review video games at IGN or work in most places, actually, you don't have time to play games at work. It's so like, I remember getting Arkham city shipped to my house so I could stay home and play it here. Mm-hmm. But of course I'm totally, the one that I, last year that I was losing my mind for that I was so obsessed with that I was so ready for was Phantom Pain. Yeah. And like that was the thing where I, when I oh, went back, yeah. when I went down to play it and like I had that week of just playing it down at Konami. Yeah. I was happy as a pig and shit, man. That was so much fun. And then it did the crazy thing of building my excitement for the final release, which is so rare when we review or preview games where yeah. you go and do something and then you're like, sick oh, of it. But we got it again. and just obsessively playing here. Uh, playing at the review event obsessively when Kevin came over to film the review and I was I had to switch to gunners because my eyes were bloodshot because I couldn't stop playing this fucking game yeah those are like the moments that remind you why you're into why it. you love and especially so like for me in terms of, like I said I had two knee-jerk reactions to the question right wrestling number one I guess but number two was death and return of Superman I can see it up there uh, uh for me on Genesis and that's the one that got me here because I had that issue of game pro that had death and return of Superman on the cover and reading that motherfucker cover to cover every night and calling yep. down the another old note card with all the stores on it asking if they had it because that was even worse where it was like it'll be out in summer it's like I don't know what that means I'm calling everything it's delayed I won't know until somebody one of these video game magazines decides to write it that a month and a half yeah, later yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but like yeah that was another one and like I I I, f- I always talk about it like, you know, I'm good at it now, I guess. But growing up, that was the worst part of all the hobbies I picked mm. is that everything I loved 
required so much fucking patience because yeah. it was you're gonna hear about this game forever uh comic books you're gonna get it on a monthly basis and then even if this story is cool you're gonna get that diamond previews catalog where you can see four months from now what the cover is going to be you're like fuck that's even yeah, better you know yeah, what yeah. i mean like i pick i kept picking these fucking hobbies yeah <laughs> that were so like all right cool you want that just sit around and wait for yeah, it you know yeah, what I mean? yeah yeah god man that's so crazy because it's funny that our the slight generational gap in terms of when we grew up playing mm. games changes everything because there's definitely no Super Nintendo Genesis generation game that I was like excited for. Yeah. Um, just because I was too young for that. But what's funny is there is, I was just stupid and didn't realize it. So I remember uh, at the, our library eventually had magazines that you can uh, yeah. look at and they had game pros. And I remember looking at one, but I didn't understand that it wasn't new. Because that was the only Game Pro they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, it must be the new Game Pro. And I even with, I don't know, I was a dumb kid. Sure. Um, and it was about Sonic 2. Now, little did I know that at that time, Sonic 3, Knuckles, Sonic CD were all Oh, my God. Out. So I'll never forget. I went to Kevin's cousin's house. And I had only played Sonic 1 randomly at my other co- at my cousin's house. Yeah. Playing at uh, Kevin's cousin's house, he busts out his Genesis. And he has Sonic. I'm like, oh, dude, like Sonic 2 is coming. He's like. I have all the, no, like here's Sonic three and you can yeah, put yeah. knuckles on top of it. And I, it blew my mind, but like, I was so excited that I got to play a game. I mean, it's like, you know, Colin always talks about, uh, fallout, you know, it's like they oh, announced yeah, yeah. that it came out to me. That's that was it, uh, like, man, that's like, yeah, that was just insane, you yeah. know, but like to then that kind of, like got me into, into games in, even more. Um, when I started actually learning how the game magazine sure, worked and all that sure. stuff, but then it was just like, it was off to the races with that where, yeah. Um, during the the later the place I was so excited for Crash Bandicoot Cortex Strikes Back yeah on PlayStation Two yeah because it's like oh my god it's a next gen Crash game this is awesome I didn't understand Naughty Dog's not making it that yeah of that course. didn't mean of course you understand that. yeah um, I remember getting it and being like this isn't right you know something's yeah. off about this but then and I was also so excited for Jack and Daxter um, watching the like. OPM used to come with those demo CDs, demo discs, yeah, and they they'd have demos, but they'd also have like videos and like weird documentary thing. PlayStation Underground, yeah, yeah. Um, and they did a thing about Jack and Daxter, and they're like, anything you see in the background, you can go yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? How is that like, possible? That's crazy. Yeah. And I was so stoked for that. And then um, that's the next year. There was a cover of VGM that had Samus, Link, and Mario on it, and it was right after E3, and pre-internet or at least i didn't have internet then yeah um and it's just like metroid prime wind waker mario sunshine are all happening and it's like shut up yeah, yeah. there's nothing that could have possibly gotten me more excited than that yeah and i just remember like just just reading every single thing i could looking at screenshots it's so funny thing now like we do these rewind oh theaters yeah, and trailer yeah, yeah. breakdowns and this and that we're talking about I got six Mario Sunshine screenshots and each one of those screenshots I could have told you, you poured every over single thing. Oof, it's like, dude, oh my God, Mario's climbing on the same things he did in Mario World. Like, that's crazy. Like, yeah. there's checkers on the floor. Does that mean it's the same castle from Mario 3? Right. And it's just like, why do I give this much fucks about it? But I do. And that's what made those games, like, when you get them, they were just so much better than they actually were. Oh, sure. Even, no matter it was how such good a celebration that you yeah. have this finally. You're just so fucking excited yeah. about it. And then... Uh, that whole generation, man, I got sucked into so many annualized games that back then that was a good thing to me. Oh, sure. Yeah. You yeah you're getting more what you want. Tony Hawk. Oh my God. Give me one every year. Yeah. You know, give me yeah. more than one every year. Like I want that shit. So it's like, uh, every single one of those games was a celebration to me. Oh uh, yeah. Tony totally. Hawk, 
three, four, Thug, Thug Two, American Wasteland, all of those. I was just like, yes, 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 because that meant I was going to be introduced to a whole new set of songs that I'm going to fall in love with, like all these new the, the uh, um, gameplay mechanics and this and sure. that levels and like, are they going to remix the old levels I love? And there's just so many questions, you know. Yeah. Um. During that time, I was also obsessed with DDR. That was annualized at that time, and I was stoked about new DDRs coming out. And it was like every September one would come out for PS2. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. And like, it's weird to think like I was on GameFAQs almost every night looking up. Did anything leak about the new yeah. DDR? Yeah. Does anyone know what any information the hell? about this? Like, yeah, yeah. Imagine me doing that now is sounds crazy. Oh, I mean, thinking about any of the stuff we used to do back then sounds crazy. The screenshot things ring so true. Cause for me, it's always in wizard magazine. They had the first screenshot of Superman 64. And I was like, I'm gonna buy an any I'm gonna buy an N64. Like I had no interest before in buying an N64, and now I have to buy it for this picture. game. But it's one like, thing of Superman like this, and it yeah. wasn't even rings, but he was just flying a little bit, and they had like a heat vision meter. And then it was uh, I'll never forget opening EGM the first time, and they had GTA th- screen GTA three screens. Mm. And this is you're looking at this, and you're like, and it was just like a paragraph of text. I remember, and like him in the coat running with a gun, yeah. and then and like, and I'm like, how are they taking? Because we we played the top down ones all the time you know, on PS one, like. How are they? There's no way you'll be able to. This is insane. I've been talking like people. I remember my friend coming to the door and me opening it and having it in my hand. I'm like, have you seen this? Yeah. Are you aware of what they're saying <laughs> is about to happen? And then like things we would I would never do today. And I'm, I'm sure people still do, but I wouldn't have the time. And I think most of our listeners, viewers wouldn't either. But like when Zone of the Enders drops oh, with my the Sons of Liberty demo on it, right? Like I buy the demo off of eBay because I don't want to play Zone of the Enders. And then I had a f- one friend in high school eventually, Adam Brown, who wait, camped out for his PS2 with me. It was like my, I uh-huh. finally had someone to talk to about games on that level. Like I remember him and I going to a party, like somebody's birthday party or whatever, and just sitting there and talking about this game. And like, it was that thing where I would come home and do homework. Maybe I guess, I don't know, but do something and eat dinner and then just go disappear to the basement and just play that demo over and over and over and over and yeah. over and just fuck with the AI, like shoot people in the hands and see their hands go down and then sit there and wiggle, hide in different lockers, move around. Like yeah. I, I, I had to have put 50 to 60 hours into the demo for metal the gear Tanker solid. Demo. Yeah. yeah. I mean that, that demo is such a, a culturally important moment for video games Yeah, because I feel like everybody had an experience with that. You know, Kevin was obsessed yeah. with that demo. Oh my God. But like going to school, everyone was talking about it. Yeah. Like that, that game was just like, it it's, was magical. And like the funny thing is like people really like zone of the enders too. Sure. But not, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, not as much like as that, that right? demo. And that's the thing is just like it, that was one of those moments that is so rare now to see the leap. Like, you know, when we talk about like, you know, uncharted one to uncharted two and there being a leap there and then uncharted two, to uncharted three, there isn't as much. And that's why, you know, people don't like uncharted three. They're like, I'm you switch them around. Everything would have been fine. But to go from, much like where I'm talking about this GTA 3 leap, to go from Metal Gear Solid to Metal Gear Solid 2 and see this thing and it looks so beautiful and you're dropping into first person mode and you're running around everything's free and you're hiding and you're, yeah, flies and crap and all this just going on what you're shooting on. you're shooting bottles to break them and fucking with the food and like yeah. orange box oranges falling out of boxes and watermelons exploding you're just like that that time was so interesting because the you know every generational leap well maybe not every i guess we're getting to a point now where it's not so yeah. true um but back then even the ps2 the ps2 looked just enough better than the ps1 um and the gamecube n64 that it was like a oh shit like this, this is a this thing is real. Yeah. This you know? is a big deal. And then you see PS3 and stuff. And then it's like, yeah, obviously it's HD and like, she's yeah, yeah. looking really real. And now PS4 is really, really real. Um, but it's just like that, that distinction between 
this is a video game and like at least back then this looks real yeah was so crazy because i remember around right around the time with uh, metal gear solid to demo uh devil may cry was coming out and that was the thing that people are used to resident evil this was going to be resident evil 4 but resident evil 4 is doing something different right so here's that they decided it's analog controls and whatever and i remember being so excited for devil may cry because it's like holy shit this is the sonic compared or the crash compared to the mario where mm-hmm. it's like you're a fucking badass. It's cool to be cool. You got yeah. two guns, unlimited ammo. Ivory, yeah, unlimited yeah. ammo. You're fucking like the guns can keep you up in the air, and you're comboing this giant hell spiders and this and that. And it's like this sounds fucking cool. Yeah, you know. And it's just like that encapsulates an entire uh, time period for me where I was excited about something that I didn't know. Like that was so foreign. That wasn't done in video games before. Yeah. And it's like being excited for a franchise that. It's brand new. It's new brand IP. new. It's yeah. like it's that that that's weird because like you see things like Horizon and stuff like that now. And at least personally, I'm very excited for it, but it's not the same. Sure, and I mean I think that part of that comes with back then. It seemed like anything could happen at any time, and that it would happen fast. Games would happen quickly. They didn't take as much time as they do now. And now we get to this point where both publishers, developers, and I think in a way fans, right? Like if you're gonna put four years three years into a game, I'd rather it be something I know about and an expanded story on something I know yeah. rather than come out and yeah. Okay, cool. Van- Vanquish is cool, but it's not cool enough for me to get super crazy into. And like, you know what I mean? Like metal gear is fine. And like, that's where you see this balance that I always talk about with the indies and AAA, where indies are whatever. Here's gone home. Here's Tacoma. We're going to change this thing. Every fucking step of the way, we're going to give you Abzu. We're going to, you know, go yeah. make the de- lovers in a dangerous space time. Yeah, Here's yeah, all yeah. this crazy fucking shit. And then AAA will be Assassin's Creed. another metal gear, another Assassin's Creed, another thing here, because we know you like that. And we don't know how to make you take a chance anymore. Mm-hmm. When we are putting this much money in, where do you take the chance on it? Yeah. And even when you look back at like the games I'm talking about, right? Like, I'm in for the wrestling game every year, WWE, the Superman game. Like I'm talking about licensed stuff that I already had a connection to. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's funny you bringing up uh, Grand Theft Auto because GTA three is going to go down in history as one of the sure. most important video games of all time. And for me, and I think for a, a lot of people, I would say the majority of people out there, they didn't play GTA one or two. Yeah. Three was their yeah. introduction to it. Like I didn't know what GTA one and two looked like until after I had played three. Sure. Um, but that game was unlike any other in the sense of the the um playground chatter of did you did you play this? Do you know what this did, you can go in this hookers, building? Yeah, there's yeah, prostitutes, yeah. you can you get a tank, there's cheat codes, you can get all these weapons, you can go anywhere you want, you can steal this car, you can steal that car, you can make that car spawn, like you can set them all up, and it's just like, what can't you do? Yeah, you know, and like that. That was such a weird magical thing. It's funny. It's like Pokemon Go, but if there's an actual game, to yeah. it, you know. Um, but in the sense that everyone is talking about it, and it was I, it was the first sandbox game, and it was the and, and now we all take that for granted. The fact that if I'm I tell you my favorite Red Dead story, my favorite Red Dead memory, it is not me on a mission. It's not me in the story. It's me out there fucking around. Ran into this guy. I, you heard the story? No, my Red Dead story goes like: Did you play all the? Did you play through Red Dead all the way? I didn't beat it. I got okay. close to the end. There's this guy, and I, I think it's early on. It's before I think it's before Mexico in that town, but that town's huge, obviously, or whatever. On the outskirts, there's this guy, right? And I'm pretty sure I'm gonna fuck on this up. Yeah, there's this guy who asks you for flowers for his wife or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you're passing by. He's old. You're like, okay, cool. And eventually, I got him and came back. He's like, thanks. Come on in. And you come on in, and the wife's dead in the chair. She's like mummified. She's been like there forever. He's a loon. he's a loon he, but he's a sweet man he's just wanted flowers for his wife and da, da, da. And I walked out of that house and I remember walking out on his porch and there's this beautiful sun out there and it's all you know this my horse is right there and I went 
and this is me. I, I go, and then I pulled up the menu and I put on my bandana and I walked back in and I shot the guy. And it wasn't because I was mad at him. It wasn't this. It was just a mercy killing of like, you're over. You're crazy. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna do this because you're. This isn't how you want. And it was like this weird thing of like. That's my story of Red Dead and why I loved Red Dead, that I was just so lost in that world that I felt the need to make this decision and not only make this decision, but feel bad about it. Yeah. Put on the bandana so I don't get bad karma or whatever it was. You know what I mean? And do and because it was just the right thing to do. I thought I decided yeah. as, Fuck, my, that's awesome. as my John that's Marston, so that cool. was like the thing to do. And that's we take that kind of shit for granted all the time now of like when we're, when you play Phantom Pain and Kevin and I talk about how what the loadout is and what we did here and how did you get this? And you just, Oh, that's just games now. But yeah. GTA was the thing of like, Oh, I did this. I didn't even know you could do that. Oh, if you, I'm trying to get five stars and I'm posted up over here, shooting this building. And yep. You know what I mean? Like that was the thing of like, all of a sudden it was, you had all the toys in the toy box and now you got to play with them however you wanted to. Yeah. And I know? mean, I just that was so cool because there's jumps everywhere mm-hmm. and it's like, huh? That, there's a ramp looking thing. If I go off that, I might be able to jump over the river. Yeah. If I land in the river, I'm dead because you can't swim. Sure, sure. It's one of the things you can't do. Um, but if you if I make it over, that's if you get be the banshee cool. and you hit it at just the right exactly. Place. So, but then you do it, and then all of a sudden you go in there, and it turns into slow mo, and the camera turns mm-hmm. around, and then all of a sudden it says like I forgot stunt what jump, called. stunt jump. Yeah, and you get points and stuff. I'm like, that was part of this. Yeah, like. They thought about that. They yeah. thought someone's going to want to do this. So they put ramps everywhere. And that's part of the fucking game. That's not even really part of the game. It's an yeah. extra thing. I'm like, oh, my God. That, and that's when from GTA 3 to Vice City was mm. like being excited for Vice City. Sure. Sure. At that point, it's like it, it's so funny because uh, it's not it wasn't even the question of like, how are they going to fuck this up that we have now where it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. So, we're so jaded with all of it where it's just like. Uh, they can't capture the magic, whatever. Then it was just this you is going to be the best yeah, yeah. thing ever. Phil and then, Collins, the eighties, oh my yeah, god, Miami, yeah. And they just made so many right calls with it too. The all right, Rockstar's so good at marketing and all that stuff, but the the production of that game, the soundtrack, the look, yeah. the colors, Ray the Liotta. actors, yeah. the oh my god, like they built hype like no one else can. And that was the thing of I remember being in college and like you know I, my, the PlayStation Two era. It, it, start, it's my, it starts in my senior year with me and Adam Brown camping out at Meyer for nine hours to buy a PS2s. And then I took it to college with me and I was like the fir- only person in our dorm to have it. And so like I remember when GTA 3 dropped, getting GTA 3 and the deal is that I left my door open while I played and people would just come in and sit on the floor and watch like it was a movie. Yeah. Just sitting there and like, and I'd get, I'll never forget one time I was on, running around doing something, listening to Chatterbox and I stopped the car and got out. And everybody's like, whoa, can you get back in? I just want to finish, can we finish the joke yeah. of whatever this interview Laszlo's doing? And then I remember when Vice City dropped the next year, you know, there was another thing where we're all going to some, I don't know, kicker party or whatever and like, or my friend's band was playing and they were like, oh yeah, are you, you going to come? I'm like, I don't know. This game Vice City comes out, and the other friends like he's not coming. Like, there's no way. It's a GTA game. He's not coming. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. so funny. Yeah. God, man. Yeah, those games were so special. And then the hype for San Andreas too was like, yeah, was so real. But I think at that point it had been a little too long, and there'd been a little bit too much happening in that generation of games that I think the excitement died down a bit. Yeah, there were so many clones at this point. People exactly. were already doing what it was. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So it was it was a little different. Um, the last it's, game I want to talk about, um, in terms of being excited for, was Prince of Persia. Ah. Because the, the original PS2 one, yeah. or not the uh, not the original. Sansatine. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Because the original Prince of Persia, you know, really thinking back to it, it might have been the first game I ever played, ever. Now you're talking about the original original. Yes, Prince. yes, okay. yes. Yeah, the old. I screwed this up by saying original Prince yeah, of Persia. No. Sands Prince, of Time, original Prince of Persia, Prince of Persia on the uh, whatever it was on a computer. I don't even know what the hell computer it was. Um, 
I, I need to really spend some time thinking sometimes, like trying to like map out the the timeline. Sure. But I think it was the first video game I ever played. And it was at Kevin's mom's house. She at, at a garage sale, bought a bunch of computer stuff. And like, I'll never forget me and Kevin went back and played and there was ski free and there was ski like free, all these yeah. other stuff. But, uh, Prince of Persia was the first ski one. Ski free, fuck you, ski free. Yeah, game. Fuck you. Oh, you're doing too good. Here comes an abominable snowman. Yeah, There's nah. no way to dodge him. Nah, fuck. <laughs> um, but uh, the first one we grew up was Prince of Persia because it, it reminded me of Aladdin. And yeah, I was of obviously course. Of enthralled course. with with Aladdin at that time, and now. Um, <laughs> so I, I we played it and it, it was so hard. We didn't know the fuck we were doing. We never got past the first um, whatever the wizard bad guy sure. thing. Um, I never played the original original. Oh really? Sands of Time was my first. Mm. So I remember playing playing that, but being really, really, really involved in the world, even for the first five minutes of the game, yeah. because the first five minutes to us was ours because we just kept playing it over and over sure. and dying. But there was just so much excitement in trying different things. It was like Grand Theft Auto of like, all right, if I jump, you can grab this ledge. But what can you jump to grab the other one? And it's like, who can jump farther? And like, we're making games out of the game. Of course. I think that's something very special about video games, especially when you're younger. Um but with, with Prince of Persia, it was very special to me because I made so much more out of that, not just from a gameplay element, but from a story. Like to me, it, it was a sequel to Aladdin and it was awesome. And there was all these things and there was just backstory in my yeah. head and flash forward. I want to say 20 years. It wasn't 20 years. It must've been like 15 years. Yeah. Um, and I was reading EGM and I saw, Oh, Prince of Persia sands of time. And I'm like, no way. Yeah. Like, I can't believe we're getting a, a Prince of Persia now. And that was probably the most excited I've ever been for a game that wasn't a Nintendo game or sure. something and whatever. But I was just like, this is going to be perfect. Yeah. And every single thing I read about it, I'm like, this sounds awesome. The rewinding time sounds fun. These characters look cool. I like the designs. I like the colors they're using. Everything was fucking great. And then I played that game and I was like, they deliver. This is perfect. Yeah. Like that was. And, you know, looking back on it, it has its flaws and it doesn't age of course, well. Of and it controls kind of clunky and the combat is pretty bad. Um, but it, you didn't it, know that then because there wasn't as much to compare to. I mean, back then, yeah. you know, it it did hold its own yeah. in terms of... Um, it was a critical darling, play. too. Exactly. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever played a game where at that moment playing it, I thought it was as perfect mm. as mm. when I played Sands of Time because it lived up to the hype exactly what yeah. I wanted to be ahead. And it surprised me in so many different ways. Like the story of that game and the characters, it, it made me feel... Kind of what Uncharted makes me feel now, where I'm like, man, they really give a fuck. Yeah. Like, they really care about this. Like, I felt that back then, which I think is even more impressive. Sure. And a lot of games did it. And, like, that's the thing. It's just, everyone has their different game they felt this way about. But for me, Sands of Time, I was like, man. Dude, yeah, I was talking about Sands of Time. Like, that was one that I wasn't excited for leading up to it. And so, and this is, it came, it dropped right at the end of, or in the middle of another drought or whatever. I remember mm -hmm. where there wasn't stuff. And I had been taking piano lessons. And I'm in college again. Like, and I thought like, it was like, ah, oh, this is cool. I'm doing this like adult thing, right? I'm like taking piano lessons because I want to, not because yeah. he's forcing me to. I was doing it to honor a friend or whatever. And I'm doing it and I like it all right, but I don't love it. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, and then Prince of Persia came out and I had been doing piano lessons like six or seven months. And then Prince of Persia came out and I read the EGM review about it. I was like, oh, and I went and got that and totally blew off my piano lessons and never went back because it was that thing of like, this is my passion. Yeah. I'm trying to supplement my passion with this thing. And so then for the excitement thing, right, the next Prince of Persia one, I was so in love Warrior with that Within. one. Yeah, I was like so on board for Warrior Within, so into it, like so ready for it. And then I got there. I was like, oh, this isn't the same. See, what's so funny about that and this the Prince of Persia could be a topic on its own. But I think that the Warrior Within and again, I was 
14 yeah. when Warrior Within came in. So it was a different mindset sure. completely. And like looking back on it now, it's all grim dark and this and that, and everyone's hating on it. Even at the time, critically, people had these issues with it. And the what was it, was it Benjamin Fold? The the music. Music, yeah. yeah I remember uh, the music. Well, like whoever. Alternative, there was yeah. Some there was some artist that like made music for it. Or Breaking Benjamin. Maybe. That, that sounds more right. They did yeah. Halo 2. I don't I'll know. Look whatever. Into it for you. Whatever. Um, they made the music, and so yeah, there's a lot of issues with that. Um, and it was totally different tone than one. And one, to me, the tone is perfect. Two, tone's very different, so whatever. But the story of it, I remember being like mind blown at some of the time <laughs> travel stuff that they did, and like yeah. how you actually fucked all this up and the death chasing you. I'm yep. like, yep, this yep, is yep. fucking awesome. And the combat was a bit better. It wasn't. Don't, don't get me wrong. I don't. I'm not saying the game was bad. I'm not at all. It was just like I thought there was something so. A good a good analog to it is like when we're talking about Uncharted, right? And Colin was like, somebody's going to die in Uncharted 4 or 3 and everything. I'm like, they're not going to kill these people. Like, that's not what this is. It's a pulp adventure. It's always going to end this way. Finishing Sands of Time, I was like, oh, this is what this is. And then to yeah. get there and have it be, the tone so changed. Now, and the opposite example of that is like Jack 2, which I loved. I lo- I, I liked Precursor to Legacy a lot. And then when they put out, and that was another game where I was like, oh, awesome. Another Jack game. Great. Jack 2 came out and I was like, oh, I'm glad they changed this way and went mm. open world and I have all these guns and I'm running around and Jack's talking and da 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 da. And I know a lot of people Everyone aren't. Hated, yeah. Everyone's not. No one's on board with that but Greg Miller. But Yeah, no. But I mean, that's one of those the, the interesting things because I just loved Prince of Persia and it was different, but I, I loved it despite its differences. Uh, my biggest uh, concern with that game was that Farrah wasn't in it. Yep. That, I I, that, that was so the whole much. thing too. Yeah, very, very much. I agree with you on um, that. But then the, my, the, in terms of the game, I never beat that game because there was a game-breaking glitch in the final boss. Really? So final boss couldn't beat him because the it just wouldn't let me. Like when you're about to do the final strike, the game would just freeze and do this like weird glitchy thing where you look like you're in a portal. And That's it's like, good. That. well, that sucks. Um, but then I remember um, Two Thrones. After that, all the promotional material that was coming out for it, uh, there was trailers and stuff and Pharaoh was back and they're like, there was that, the chick that was in Warrior Within and they're... They're going to be together, and the story looked so cool. I'm like, man, they're tying Sands of Time and Warrior Within together to end the trilogy. It's going to be fucking awesome. And then somewhere along the line, they it was kind of like the Halo 5 situation at E3 where they released a trailer, the poncho, and that never happens in the game. Right, right. The game we got was totally different than those trailers. Yeah. Like, absolutely none of that stuff made the game. And the third game, gameplay-wise, was better than two. Story wise was better than two, and it, went, it was a bit more like one and whatever. But overall, wasn't better than two. So sure. it was kind of weird. But anyways, I love those games. I want to replay those games now. They they did. I when Sands of Time got put out on PS3 as mm-hmm. a PSN game, I remember playing it for a little bit. But it was another thing where it was just not the right time, or I, had, yeah. I got pulled off onto something yeah. else. I want to stream them one day. I don't know when. One day. No promises. New studio. New studio. We say new studio as if that's gonna like. It's the same thing when we quit IGN. We're like, we're going to have so much free time. I think we're going to have more. I do think it will be. I, oh, no. <laughs> we'll see. See, we'll I, see. I, think it, I think it's just going to be that thing of, it, it might not, it was not going to work out for everybody in the same way, but I think it'll be the thing of like, okay, cool. Like we have to do games cast, right? I packed a lunch. I'm going to eat this. Kevin, before you go set this up, so like when you guys are still at lunch, I can go over there and st- I can video or stream or whatever. I can make a let's play on my own of whatever the fuck I want to play. We'll see. We'll see. If we have all the stupid stations set up the way they should be. Topic three, 3D and four Get are both tables. brought to you by you. Go to kindoffunny.com slash gamescast topic and leave a question. Just, Just like, like my boy, Pablo Lopez. Pablo Lopez. Did, AKA little Casper. Oh my goodness. Hey, shout out to Casper though. That movie. When did Casper come out in your life? 
I didn't see it. That's how much I had missed it. That's how much. I mean, I've seen plenty. I've been on TV since then. I've seen I've seen the Ghostbusters bit and everything. Don't get me wrong. But it's just like I was too old for Casper by the time Casper hit theaters. Oh, my God. Casper was fucking up. Fatso and Stinky. Yeah, there was something. Oh, my Lord. Christina Ricci. Yeah. Because you were a kid. Yeah, you were her age. No, I was not her. I was way younger than her. Um, What is the best video game trilogy? I personally believe it's the Arkham trilogy. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's uh, see, that's like, so what are the best three video games? It gets difficult because gut answer, and I feel like there's not even a goddamn question. Super Mario Brothers. Mm. But that's the thing. If they keep going. But that's the problem. I mean, Super Mario Brothers, there was only three. Unless you're in Japan, world is called Super Mario Bros. 4, whatever. But then the problem there, though, is Super Mario Bros. 2 USA Mm -hmm. versus Japan. Because, I mean, I'd still give it, even if you're talking about the Japanese Mario 1, 2, and 3. That's a great, that's a really good pick. Yeah, that's just the problem, though, is I feel like trilogy. we're so bad at saying, all right, we're making a trilogy and stopping. And like the Arkham trilogy, yeah, is great. Again, we're just ignoring Origins, which I yeah. hate doing. Uh, Origins is a great game, I think. And then it's like, of course, I love the Uncharted trilogy. And then there's an amazing fourth game. Does that either? What does yeah. that mean? What is? How do you yeah, that no, play that, into it? I mean, just because we were just talking about it, I love the Prince of Persia sure, trilogy, sure. which is a trilogy. Yeah, but I, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that up there as best. I think it deserves a consideration. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I feel like it's such a weird, wishy-washy, where do you cut it off, right? I, I would, I, that doesn't count either. I, I mean, say best series. Is there any video game trilogy? Resistance, but, but again, here I'm cheating. Resistance 1, 2, and 3, and Retribution, and uh, Burning yeah. Skies, right? Yeah. I mean, there's Jack 1, 2, and 3. And, ja- and, and then Daxter. Yeah, and there's Racing, and then there's a those new, are fr- new Frontier. Spin-offs. Jack and Daxter, New Frontier. Spinoff. Is it? I mean, it's Jack and Daxter. It doesn't have a number. Is that? I mean, is that what we're saying? Yeah. They have to have a number straight on them. Mm. That's the problem. Because mm. there's a lot of great game series <laughs> that you can, you know what I yeah. mean. I've always been a big fan of Madden 01 through 03. There you go. There you go. Shit, Madden that's... 03 soundtrack was so good. And 04. With yeah. Michael Vick on the cover. I'll never forget when they put Lucky Boys Confusion in there. I was like, fuck. Lucky, Boy, <laughs> Lucky Boys Confusion has made it. They're, on, they're in a Madden game. Yeah, I think you're stumping us here. It's not that we're stumped. It's just like, I don't... I, it's more about the trilogy what part. Do, what do we define as a trilogy? And how do you cut that off? And where does that move when you do have a million spinoffs and you do have a whole bunch of different things? I'm I mean, cheating I think, looking at the wall for... I think when games are, are designed, like God of War, Gears of War, then there's the other ones, though. Exactly. But it's like... It still doesn't make it not a trilogy, though. Star Wars is still... It's three trilogies. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Like, it's part of a whole as well. Yeah. But, like, it, they're, they're clear arcs. So, I think that helps a lot. But video games are different. They don't really do it that way. Yeah. It's tough. And, I mean, like, you want to know. Wh- I'm a Google. I'm going to see if sure. what other people are talking about. You want? I'll nominate one that isn't even a trilogy yet. But I think you can make a, in a case for The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead season one, two, and three. If they stop there, that would be worthwhile. Because one to two is what we're talking about, right? And the fact that it's still the same narrative thread. I'm still, you know what I mean? Like yeah. in, in terms of Prince of Persia one to two, where's Farah? You know what I mean? Like yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. know about her. Here it's still very much like 
we've gone from Lee to Clem, and now we're Clem into the we're, but she's still dealing with everything we deal, dealt with in the first game, and it's such a personal journey. That's where you lose, like you know, Jack one, two, and three. I like Jack two. A lot of people don't. I didn't like Jack three. Weirdly enough, you know, it's like that. Mm. We like how do you do all that? The Arkham games, yeah, are great and do a lot of amazing things, but like the tank controls sucked in and Arkham Knight and again we're ignoring Origins Uncharted I, I would say it would be the best if we can count that since there's a fourth one I don't know yeah yeah no one will be can't. able to touch the Mario exactly I mean, gameplay exactly so I guess Mario is the winner totally unrelated my brother just texted me this picture Smackdown here comes the pain the greatest hits version that he just found what the fuck okay I'm trying to load this there is the 16 best video game trilogies okay from whatculture.com oh I love whatculture.com do you, do you actually? No, like I, don't, them? I don't know much oh. about them. They make lists. Good quality, quality. Do they do they paginate them or whatever though? Oh, or yeah. you have to click through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, eh, we'll see. Oh god, airheads, <laughs> bites, ads. Come on. All right, all right, all right. Smackdown. Here comes the pain. Was a really good game. They do paginate them. I do believe that was the that was the Smackdown that I I dropped out of wrestling. In the, and maybe it was Smackdown versus Raw the first one they did. I dropped out of wrestling uh, in college, but then when I moved off campus and I was working at the Tribune. Uh, I my girlfriend at the time and I would be over all the time and I wanted to play games. So what we would do is ha- we had the big TV. She'd be watching something on TV and then I had a little CRT next to it that I put the PS2 and I would just simulate SmackDown cards and like build the thing because that was like when they put the the not season mode manager general manager mode. Oh in or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, did you get, you get me some trilogies? Uh, yeah. I also my brother then followed up with a, a text that is him trying to do Brock Lesnar's theme song in the word done. Dun, 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 dun. That's good. Your brother's the man. <laughs> All right, Splinter Cell trilogy. Ah, I don't. I There's won't. so many Splinter Cells. Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, yes. So, so Sonic one, problem. two, three. Here's the problem. Yeah, because CD CD is a sure. is a clear adventure, all their own thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, adventure. CD is a bit more. It's the same gameplay, but the thing is, it's a different system. Whatever. There is a clear Sonic the Hedgehog trilogy that there's a through line for narrative and story or whatever through one, two, and three. Yeah. The problem is you add Knuckles to that, mm-hmm. but Knuckles only happened because they didn't have enough time to finish three, so they re- turned it into two games, and you can put them together. So if you think of Son- the Sonic trilogy as Sonic 1, Sonic 2, and Sonic 3 and Knuckles... You're going to give it to that? You're going you're to cheat, I mean, cheat that one I'm not going to give that. cheat that one That's the thing is, I don't <laughs> think I can give that best gaming trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's good. Yeah. I'm not giving it best. The way oh, wow. you talk about Sonic makes me want to go back and replay him. I don't know. I love Sonic, though. I know. I, I, I loved Sonic back in the day. Um, I replayed one recently, like last year on the 3DS. Yeah. Um, and one I will never stand up for saying that it's it's great. Amazing, yeah. yeah. Um, it definitely has faults. But two and three, man, they're, they're, they're good. God of War. I mean, Ascension was still part of it, not to mention Ghost of Sparta, Chains of Olympus. Yeah. And again, I, I just... I'm not saying I know they aren't numbered, but are we really going to ignore those entries? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, what is a so- what is a solid three well, act video game trilogy? I mean, so here's the thing: you you think about Star Wars, yeah, and then there's Star Wars Rogue One. We obviously don't count those as the same things, right? Yeah, but so, I do. But, but with this though, it's still Kratos. It's still his story. Sure, but I still feel like when you talk about the Star Wars trilogy, you're talking about the original Star Wars films. And, you're, and when you say t- Star Wars prequels, you're talking about the prequels. But the prequel trilogy. I know, but I, I don't think anybody says that. Oh, yeah. No. Def- I mean, if, you, if you're if you a fucking nerd on the internet, and OT and PT are how you, okay. Okay. you refer to them. So. Okay. 
Crash Bandicoot. That's a trilogy. Yeah, there was Crash Team Racing, but I don't. I agree. No, I, I'm not going to count. I'm not going to yeah, count. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, saying. No, I'm that's, saying that's a, and Crash Bat. No, get the fuck out. I don't of know here. what Crash Bat is. I don't remember. Crash that. Bash. Oh, Bash. Okay, yeah. I said Bat. It's, I was like, did he have a home run? I didn't finish game? saying Bash. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the Mario Party. Gotcha. Not yeah, yeah, no, no, not no, made no, by no, Naughty no. Dog though. Naughty Dog only made one, two, three, and Crash Team Racing. But I mean, that is a trilogy. Yeah. But there's not much narrative thread. I don't know if you need that though. Yeah. I'll give you it. Crash is a trilogy. The best of all time. Apparently. Uh, by default. According to whatculture.com. Gears of War. Yeah. They have four now, though. Devil May Cry. That's like Gears of War directly flies in its face as there's a fourth one. Devil May Cry, there's a fourth and yeah. a reboot. We're, we're Ray Gutierrez reboot. <laughs> Holy shit. That's awesome. I'm sure that's an old oh, joke. That's an old, yeah, man. Yeah. Resident Evil. As, as they re- release seven. Yeah. But I'll give it to them that Resident Evil has a trilogy to it. Resident Evil one, two, and three. Yeah. What about zero? What about Code Veronica? Code. Uh, it's still a trilogy. It's still I, a trilogy to me, damn it. I, I feel like I'll give them that. Okay. Resident Evil one, two, and three deserve it. Because four is so different. Code Veronica is is a spinoff. But yeah. That was my first Resident Evil game. Code Veronica? Yeah. It was PS2. many people's. Yeah. yeah. I'll never forget when I, my friend from the halls, Biebs, was in there watching me play. This is before Bieber. I don't. I forget. I think it was last name of somebody with that. I don't even remember. I couldn't even probably find. I, I'd have. No, this is one of those people you'd have no way of finding in the world right now. Yeah. I would. And how do you track this kid down based on his nickname? Um, he walked. He was sitting there eating popcorn. I think he was high while I was playing Code Veronica. And right is like what Nemesis, right? Wasn't yeah. that the dude? Is he like burst out for the first time and chased me? He just goes, this dude is about to fuck your universe up. <laughs> and I was like, damn. See, <laughs> this popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, what culture? Stunning Asian babes are looking for older men. That's a trilogy? Yeah, that's the best trilogy of all time. Can I see it? Yeah, I can see it. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah, Resident Evil. All right, I'll give it to you, Resident Evil. All right, Resident Evil. You Jack and Daxter, we... I mean, I feel like Jack and Daxter does deserve it. You know what? What? And I'm going to stand by this one. Okay. Grand Theft Auto 3. What? Grand Theft Auto 3 is a trilogy. I, I, that's my vote. So you're saying Grand Theft GTA Auto 3, 3 Vice, Vice City, City, San Andreas. San Andreas. Best video game trilogy of all time. If you count that, then yes, I agree I with you. I think that that should I, count. But they don't even, like, it wasn't GTA 3 Vice City, GTA 3 San Andreas. But it was, though. I know it was. I'm aware. I'm well aware. I think, and I think that's why. That's why it counts. Because it doesn't need to be narrative. Gameplay and what that is. Sure. It's a, it's a thing. It's a thing. Okay. And that thing is a trilogy. Silent okay. Hill. Not going no, to you. You're not giving you Silent Hill. Metal Gear Solid. Not even close. Ignoring four, <laughs> five. Peace Walker. Literally, and that's totally a narrative that is fucked up and continuing all the time. Arkham, which they say, referring to the Arkham game series as a trilogy is a strange one, as plenty of fans are willing to completely dismiss Origins, despite it having some spectacular moments. <laughs> Alright. Uncharted. Halo. There's a Halo 4. There's and a 5. Nah, that's not true. Uh, that'd be too many. They would have stopped by then. See, that's the problem. Is the Halo trilogy was a trilogy. Like it definitely was. 
this topic. It's like just how stupid video games are. It's not stupid. They're just different. Like, no, I know. I know. Such I a know. Movie thing. And even then, you know, like, it's broken. But with Halo, I would argue, I like, this is now the topic. Is what the fuck is a video game trilogy? WTF is a video game trilogy. Yeah. It's a great one, yeah. But but I think that Halo 1, 2, and 3 get it because of the narrative um, that it builds. Yeah. Because 4, it goes in a different direction. So you're saying a trilogy for video games can apply to either the narrative or the gameplay mechanics. Yes. I, I feel like there there has to be a thread that holds between it. Whatever that thread so is. So gameplay can be the thread. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then. Okay. What I'd like to know, and granted it's on my mind because it's Let's Play today, is Deus Ex Go... Lara Croft Go, the other Go game I can't remember, are they all, or Hitman Go, are, is that a trilogy? Because that, the gameplay narrative threat, or the gameplay threat is there. Narrative isn't sure, but they're all building on the same idea of what's happening. I'm, here's the thing. I'll, I'll rest my case. Here's the thing with that. I like where your head's at, and I would say. Trilogy, now that it's what the fuck is a video game trilogy. Trilogy might not be the right terminology for that mm, like, series brand yes yes I, the go brand is the brand there yeah the rest is just the ip on top of it yeah i agree I so agree. so there's that but I, I don't think that you can call them a trilogy because they're not uh, i don't know I, don't I, get me wrong i would not call them a trilogy yeah, in no, any world it. but I i'm just it. i'm just poking a hole in your argument here well because i'm thinking the things that i'm i'm arguing for are resident evil um uh gta 3 <laughs> If we if we can say GTA three, then I would vote GTA three. I, I yeah. All right, the, we can. There, the, the motion it, carries. That, that's what I'm saying. So GTA three, and then and Halo. I would say it's a Halo trilogy. Halo mainly for the, the I mean, gameplay, gameplay as well, gameplay and story elements. Oh, story because, elements, sure. But because that's the thing is that one, two, and three built into each other. Like three is a it's a direct sequel to two. Four, yeah, it is a sequel in the sense that it's Master Chief, but it happens. In a different timeline, it's not continuing the same story. There's different threats. There's different. Is it a different timeline? On. Well, same same timeline. Okay, okay. Just making sure. I, I, you time, know, I'm frame, not, time frame. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but like you know, one, two, and three are a story. It's it's uh, Cortana and Chief going through all this stuff. Four is more of like a a story about Cortana and Chief, but sure. it's like it's a separate story. So that's my thing. Like God of War is one, two, and three. Is there a narrative thread between those that well, is yeah. different from Ascension? Well, I mean, Ascension, I would have had to play the single player to tell you. And Got nobody it. touched single player on Ascension, right? That was like Kratos prequel. But then it's like Ghost of Sparta and all that so stuff. That's the thing. Yeah. There's pre- it's a prequel then. I would say God of War 1, 2, and 3 are the same narrative, right? Because it's him going against the Greek gods. Yeah. And, you know, so he, I'll give he, it to the okay, okay. God of War is a trilogy. Okay. There's the God of War trilogy. The Go Games, not a trilogy. Okay. Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, trilogy. Okay. Because... There's gameplay elements, the gameplay idea of it, and the story, although not necessarily the same characters, builds on the lore of the same thing intentionally. Okay. Whereas the Resident Evil 4 and all that stuff move things, change things. Oh, it moved a lot of things. What else am I arguing for? I don't know. I think we've covered it. There's, we're not done with this list. Oh, we're still going the rest of the trilogies? I want to know. Okay. Well, how many more do we have to go? The Ezio trilogy. Oh, my God. I'll give it to him. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. It qualifies it in the same way the Grand Theft Auto Three trilogy. And the, uh, so what? Well, that was. <laughs> so that's Assassin's Creed Two, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, or was yep. it Assassin's Creed Two Brotherhood? 
Uh, no, Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, Assassin's Creed and, Brotherhood Revelations, and Revelations. Also known as the Ezio Trilogy. Okay. Is the best the series will ever be. Now, yeah, probably. You're right. Assassin's Creed 2 is amazing. But that, that uh, England one wasn't bad. It's got a bad rap. Nobody played it because they were sick of it. The most recent one. Oh, oh, oh. Unity? No, Unity was the one everybody hated. Then there was Assassin's Creed oh. England. <laughs> England. I'll look into it. What is it? Assassin's Creed. It's not Unity. What happened after Yeah, Unity? Unity and Rogue came out at the same time. It was, then it was Assassin's Creed Oi Govna. I, remember, you don't remember this, but there was a time, ladies and gentlemen, when you didn't have the knowledge of the world at your fingertips and you'd sit at a, a restaurant and this coach going to come up and like, yeah. I'm pretty sure Joe Pesci was in Super Mario Brothers. He's like, was he? Can't <laughs> prove you wrong. I don't remember that. Mass Effect. Assassin's Creed. Mass Effect's a trilogy. That's a great point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We, a lot of people have been screaming at their computers and phones at home right now. That's a great point. That might be the best true trilogy we've had. Number one, ladies and God gentlemen. God damn it. Grand Theft Auto 3. <laughs> 3D universe. <laughs> Is that what it says? Yeah. Okay. Wait. <laughs> Assassins. Yeah, no, they're, they're talking about what I'm talking about. GTA 3, Vice City. And oh, I, no, I knew that. I just thought it was funny they put 3D universe in there. Assassin's Creed Syndicate is what we're Syndicate. looking for, ladies and gentlemen. Syndicate is what Syndicate. we're looking for. That was a thing. Okay. I love this show, Greg. Earlier today, I was telling you I don't like this show. I was lying. Dude, I he wasn't didn't, lying. He didn't say that. I meant that, but now I, I take it back. You just, you, just didn't, you were just tired today. Now you're happy. Because I'm tired. I just, it's, it's you're hard. worn out. It's a You've, hard show. We've it's been working hard. you hard. We've been okay. working you too hard. I've been working them hard on this table. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you this much. I did not expect... To do a whole topic about the first question. That's how we do it here. <laughs> this how we do it. Man. This is how we do it. It's kind of on a game casting Tim Greg. Topic for the day, also brought to you by you. Go to kindofunny.com slash gamescast topic. Have we said Steven Insler yet? We haven't. Patreon producer. Shout Steven out to Steven Insler. Bow 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 bow. bow, 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 bow. Thanks for supporting us at patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go there and support us too and get your name right on the show as well. Matthew Santa Maria. He says, if the NX was never coming out, what would a Nintendo console you designed look like? Form, games, power, whatever. I would, I mean, I would, I would tell Nintendo stop. Really? Hey guys, let's put our shit on other consoles. Like, let's just make a lot of money. Let's Mm -hmm. just fucking roll in money. Do we need another machine? No. Yeah. Can we make one that's successful? Because like now I'm juiced. For the NX, what we think it is, the portable go everywhere system. Okay, cool, I'm in. Put a fucking battery in it that matters, please. But mm-hmm. other than that, I'm I'm I think that sounds great. And so now that I think that sounds great, that's what I'd think about. Yeah. In turn, I've never ever uh since I shouldn't say never ever, but since everything's happened now and Nintendo's gone off on their own, Colin's always like, I hope they come back and they they fight the big guys and they make a big thing and they appeal to their parties. And I'm like, no, I don't want them to do that because Xbox and PlayStation have that covered. I'm not going to be excited to I, we've lived this universe before where it's like all right cool nintendo's coming in they're making it on par with the other systems but they have this weird controller so now you can play uh what's a good third party game coming up that's not a, i'm thinking gears I'm thinking horizon give me a third party game that we care about kind of the next splinter cell's coming the next mass effect's coming and it has this kind of thing that you can only do on the nintendo i don't care that's oh, not yeah. gonna, you know what I mean? Yeah, like that's yeah, not yeah. what's going to get me to go play it. Yeah. So why does it matter? I know we make the art. Colin makes the argument that I do think, you know, matters in the fact that 
you know, the Wii U sales, the Wii U success proves that there's not just enough Nintendo fans. Nintendo's doing something different fans. I'm going to go support them. We don't need third parties. But I it, for it, and it, it wouldn't be a, a but for the some of these third party games, there is an argument to be made that let's say I wanted to play Madden this next year, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, "All right, cool. There's going to be the Wii or the NX version that yeah, I can play on the go and I can take my season on the road and it's going to look worse than my PlayStation 4 copy." But would that really stop me? Like, I'm not a competitive like, hey, let's go. Oh, I am a competitive local guy, and I, I never get all the trophies in Madden. So it's all of a sudden like, huh? Do I care about any of that if I could be playing it on a plane? Not with you because you wouldn't play it, but somebody else I'm playing on a yeah, plane, yeah, yeah. or I'm just taking the Chicago Bears through season after season after season while I watch something on Virgin America. That sounds really appealing. That's what I always wanted out of the Vita version. I wanted there to be a Vita version that communicated with the PS3 version at the time, four version now. Where my save yeah. comes with me and I go and I play and then Vita just sucked and nobody cared and nobody wanted to do that. Yeah. That, yeah. Those are the little things, but yeah. You know, as the the Nintendo guy of us, I, I also agree that I wish that Nintendo would just make games for the other consoles because then they could just focus on making games yeah. and that's the stuff that I care about the most at the end of the day of all of Nintendo. 100%. And that's what they do best. Yeah. They have the characters. They have the games. They have the... so They have so many genres covered. So many in unique different ways that the other guys don't do. Yeah. No one else does. So it's like, cool, just do that for them, profit, that'll be great. Having said that, I do think that this direction they're taking, or potentially taking, with the handheld thing is is very interesting and smart. And again, I've said this a couple of weeks ago, I didn't see this coming, really. Like I, I, I hoped, have, but yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that it would have been uh, the a handheld hybrid. I always thought of it as a console hybrid, mm-hmm. where it was backwards, where I didn't want it to be, oh, it's a console that you can kind of take with you. The idea of it being a handheld that you can also play on the screen, I sure. think is the right way to think about it because then it's handheld first, which is what Nintendo has always done right. Always. Yeah, since Game Boy. Um, and I mean, Virtual Boy doesn't count because Virtual Boy is not a portable system. No, like, you can carry it around. You can move sure, it around. You can carry it around the GameCube because it had a handle. <laughs> doesn't make it a portable, portable system. Um, but yeah, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, DS, 3DS, all of them have great libraries of games. Right. And vast, some would say. That it's, it's a vast library. And uh, the idea of Nintendo being out of the handheld space is concerning to me. Because sure. if they're not doing it, nobody's doing it right. You know? Yeah, no. And I think that th- this keeps that going so it's not all just mobile games. Not to hate on mobile games. I think that it had Nintendo backed out completely of hardware and made mobile games, like real mobile games, and... Uh, PS4 and Xbox One games, my God, that would be amazing. But I think that uh, they're they're kind of potentially nailing what they, I believe, they should be doing in order to succeed. Because the doing something different, I think, is going to help them. Yeah. Um, I think that the thing that they did differently was the wrong thing with the Wii U. Sure, I agree with that. And and uh, the Wii as well. But that's only an argument from a critical standpoint, not from a success sure. standpoint. Well. I think you can make the argument critically, and then I think you'd also make it just looking at the fan base too. You know, what yeah. I mean? like the numbers are all skewed and it's different things. But like, I people always, I mean, like I, I almost brought it up in excitement. Like I was wigging out for the Wii mm. when the Wii came around. The Wii set everything right for me, where it was like PS3 and 360 had come out, right, or were about to come out when the Wii gets announced. Um, PS3 and Wii came out at the right same, same time. day, and 360 was already out. I apologize. In both 360 and PS3, 
disqualified themselves from me because I didn't have Ethernet in the house and I didn't have an HDTV and they wanted so much money and I was poor and just out of college. I was like, no way. And then Nintendo came along. We're making this system. It's got this cool controller. We're going to let you play all the old games, download them. And I was like, oh, like that's fascinating. That's really interesting. That mm-hmm. speaks to me right now. And if they would have stuck with that and still been like, we are this machine for gamers and we're going to give you the toys you expect from Nintendo and all these classic things and da da da. It would have been a different story, but then it, the market exploded, right? And it was suddenly casual, quote unquote, gamers. And when I say casual, I mean my mom. I mean the, the grandmothers at the nursing home and stuff like that. And I'm not. I mean, it fun. changed what casual gamers make. Exactly, exactly. And so when they got on board, that's when it was. Everybody's got the money symbols in their eyes and Ubisoft was like, there's a million r- rabid yeah, games. Yeah. yeah. And that, that was the problem is we never got the. The promise of the Wii, really, yeah. Um, in terms of its the the mechanics of the, the what the Wii could have, you done. never got that lightsaber. We game. You never got the lightsaber game. Yeah. And then the Wii U is an even bigger culprit in that it it didn't have the success that the Wii did financially right. and with the the new form of casual gamers. But it also never proved the tablet, even to its dying days, yeah. is still not doing it. Yeah. The fact that we're getting Star Fox and it's trash, and that was the game that was supposed to use the tablet. It's like it's just so infuriating and I, this is the big hope for me is that Nintendo doesn't do this again where you need to have a cool idea to use the different tech before yeah. you just make the different tech and be like oh we'll figure it out later yeah because you're not gonna have the time to figure it out later and if you don't have it figured out guess what the other people aren't gonna understand yeah at all players won't understand it or want it and developers won't want to make for it yeah like so like the argument about the um the, the there's not enough Nintendo fans to support or whatever. It's like the the proof is in the pudding in terms of like that is obviously happening now with the Wii U. But the one thing about it is to the defense of the Nintendo and this argument that the you know Nintendo fans weren't there to support it. There clearly aren't enough. I think even Nintendo this is the this is the console where Nintendo fans even were like I don't know guys this isn't doing what I want you to do. Yeah. And so if it if the NX comes out and it's like hey. It's a Nintendo handheld TV thing, whatever, and it's mainly going to be supported by us, and we're giving you Metroid, Zelda, yeah. Mario, Mario Kart, and then you go down that list, and everybody's like, okay, cool, like, now we get it, and if you're making, the, if you're committed to gamers, we'll be committed to you. That's the mm-hmm. big thing. Yeah. No, I mean, that's really it, and so in terms of what would I do, I would make sure that it's a it's a handheld system that is powerful enough that it's not a joke. Yeah. Um, And it's it's weird, because it puts in a, in the place of, like, I can't believe that we're now talking about this as if it's a good idea because it's like that's like talking about the Vita 2. Like, yeah. is that a good idea? No, it's not a good idea. Why is it a good idea for Nintendo? Because they're Nintendo. I don't know, but they're Nintendo. That, that, that's the whole thing. Is like enough. I, if I, I like when you talk about it being the Vita 2, like don't get me wrong, I see that, and I, I you know, I wish the Vita 2 would be this or whatever. But really, what the fact of the matter is, it wouldn't be because it's not going to be bringing the PlayStation 4 and the Vita together. Mm-hmm. This is Nintendo. Hopefully, if they market it right, being like. Cool guys, this is the unit. This is the machine. This is, the this is what we play. This is the Nintendo. Yeah, and I hope they that'd be awesome if they call it that. Oh, that'd be so fucking. This cool. is the Nintendo, and this is what you're making for. I would for, cry. And this is what I would we literally do. cry if I'm in that room. And they're yeah. like, it's called the Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Let's introduce you to the all new Nintendo. <sighs> yeah, but, uh, exactly. But yeah, it's like if they if they give me that lineup of games and like show me a future that I'm looking down the barrel at and, exci- yeah. and I'm like, oh my God. And I mean, like, this he, is all and happening. think about like, I mean, just, it'd be so easy to be like, this, the, this is the new, all new Nintendo, right? And they're like, all right, cool. Everything on the eShop is available to play here. Every DS game, everything you, that you, let's say you missed the DS game, you can yep. play it here. I don't know if it's possible to bring Wii games over, but, sim- you know, similar things. We're, and we're, or we're re-releasing 
Mario Kart 8 and we're releasing Smash and we're doing all these things. Man, see that that to me is where we're going to get into some issues here because the 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 overhyping. Like it's so funny cuz I, sure. I read NeoGaf every night sure. and especially recently there's been a lot of NX threads popping up of different different things and a lot of people are talking about how um a lot of people are positive about the NX or a lot of people are being negative about the NX or this and that. People have opinions. It's what the internet's for. Yeah. But I think the difference here is that we're getting dangerously close. Like we were getting dangerously close to no one. I mean, we're already there where no matter what the NX is, it's not going to be this magical fucking thing that changes your life. But it's like, I feel like with what's leaking now, it's setting it at a more realistic thing of like what we're talking about is not, revolutionary like um it's not the bible yeah, yeah. you know what i mean bible it's, did it's, change things. this sounds possible and i think that's the most important part is that it sounds possible for nintendo to do this and succeed yeah. doing it this can excite people this can get people on board and it can be good in all those ways but we are doing the thing where we're we're oh, no man's skying it to an extent right where we're sitting here i'm saying what and they say every well, eShop see, game that, works that's, that's what the point that i'm building to here is it's like all this stuff about it being a, a portable thing and the mold, they're only using this the nintendo and whatever all that's possible. A couple weeks ago, talking about oh, there might be a, a trophy system. That there might be. Are you talking about all the the virtual console games being available? That's where we're going to get disappointed. Yeah. To me, all that stuff is optional. Is not the right word because I don't think it's optional. I think it is a failure on their part to not have those things. Having said that, I do not think that they go without saying, and I think that uh, having them is just going to make me go. Yes. Yeah. Not having them is just gonna make me go, God damn it, Nintendo. Right. You know, but it's it's that is where the No Man's Sky hype comes into it. Yeah. yeah. It's like that's it scares me because yeah, what would I do with the system? Come up with a Netflix style subscription where you pay, you can play all the fucking Nintendo games. Yeah. Trophy systems, all this stuff's in there. Go for it. Here's a release schedule for the next year of the games you're playing. Here's some ideas of titles that are gonna be coming next year. Thank you. Here's all the NX games that we're going to uh, port over and the Wii U games. Yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. The Wii U games we're yeah. going over to NX um, and th- like how they're going to work, what enhancements they're going to have, all this shit. Yes. Thank you. Please just do that. That's all I need. Yeah. Moving on. And also here's Mario Golf. And Mario, Mario Golf. Golf. At some point. And we're going to finally release the Dry Bones Amiibo. It comes with every NX. But dude, see, that's the thing. Mario Golf would not, not be an afterthought, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, do we do it on Wii U or, or 3DS? Totally. And how, it's, we're just doing it for this one system. We're also getting the Metroid game here. Pokemon is no longer the, oh, we're waiting for a console Pokemon. Guess what? This is the console Pokemon. Yeah. This is what we've always wanted. Yep. Ah. It could be, it could be, it could be revolutionary for Nintendo. It could be amazing. Yeah. Um, if one track gamers wants to know if you were given a chance to make a video game documentary, what would it be about? That's a great question. Shit. Uh, immediately. I think a Kojima here with them, his, his rise and fall at Konami and then yeah. getting out on his own. That'd be great. Just the Kojima story. But if you could get Konami to talk about what happened, mm-hmm. find out what's happening there. Then you go to, uh, I'm just, you know, the headlines we always talk about, uh, the naughty dog stuff with Amy and Neil and Bruce and all that stuff. What really happened? Everyone on the record. This is what happened. What was Amy's Uncharted going to be? You know, I mean, well, how much time did they? Ha- what did they scrap? How did they keep it? Mm-hmm. Talk to the actors who have left, like that Alan uh, Turdick guy, yep. right? Uh, you know, he talked about leaving and how they had to go. And Todd Stashwick and all this stuff. Find out everything that's happened there. Um, what do you got? I don't know. I feel like like that's obviously exactly. Good, but yeah. I feel like you you need to tie it to to something that is relevant. Um, 
on a broader scale and I can tell that that personal story. Sure. So that's why I think Kojima makes a lot of sense. I think that uh, obviously Miyamoto in in a bunch of different regards sure. makes a lot of sure. sense. I think the Uncharted thing needs a different angle. That's that's like a thirty for thirty. That's exactly. like a very. That's exactly. not like a, we need to make a documentary movie. Documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, Console Wars would make a sick ass. Yeah. Documentary. Well, they're supposed to be doing that, right? Isn't that uh, the thing they've been working yeah, on? Yeah, but I also think there's a lot of. You can pick so many different um, points in Mario games that I think would be really sure. interesting. But I would love to see a documentary about the the console wars, ne- the next generation. So PlayStation 1 versus Sega Saturn versus N64. Yeah. I think there's a really interesting story there. And I'd love to see footage of Mario 64 at E3. Oh, know? yeah. And stuff like that where it's like, how did people react? To seeing this for the first time we always thought we all have all our memories but like that's such a a weird forgotten time yeah. where people didn't have access to cameras on their phones right everywhere they yeah. went yeah um and e3 wasn't live streamed and yep. like all that stuff so i think that, e3 in general if you i mean like it, it, yeah, it would oh, be easier if the if, and this sounds horrible but if e3 ended to then do a documentary about it but yeah i mean like e3, e3 used to be in atlanta and all this crazy weird shit in vegas and all these things and like it was like you know, the afterthought of CES and all these different, it's like, yeah, I'd love to talk to see how that progressed to where it is now. E3, that's it. My money's on that. That's okay. a really good call because there's, there's interesting stories there sure. and there's so many moments that you can use as the kind of like right. touchstones to, to build everything. Yeah. There you go. Open on the, what was it? The, uh, shit. Was it Gamecock? What was the, the stupid, uh, publisher? I think it was Gamecock, right? That did the funeral for E3 at the Santa Monica E3. Oh. Like a bunch of assholes. <laughs> All right. Damn. Start there and then have it be like dial it back to that point and then show it come back and to where yeah. it is now. That's awesome. Jared 007 says mm-hmm. with Crash Remastered, can Sony do it to Spyro as well? Or no, because Activision already messed up Spyro. I I don't think that I mean, I'm not gonna get into did they or did they not mess up Spyro. I don't think that this affects the likelihood or quality of Spyro one through three. A trilogy being uh, remastered or not. I think that the if the crash one does well, I think it's almost for sure we'll see a spiral. The and thing about the, but the thing about it, like the crash one is like, man, people talk and ask for that crash one. I never hear people asking for the spiral one. But it, they will once they place crash. If they, I do. don't think they will in that number. But I'm with. I you. mean, well, I understand what you're saying. I understand I mean, saying. all I'm saying is you're right. Everyone was talking about crash. Everyone's only Hashtag talking about Greg crash Wright. because people are talking about crash. And I think that now that crash is announced, you will not see a single video about that about crash without some comments being like when's spyro, spyro coming, coming yeah, yeah so it's like i think it's a uh, you give the mouse a cookie they're gonna want more and sure so it's gonna go from there i do think that there, there's a chance uh i i love spyro the the games the one through three i'd never beat year of the dragon um that got a little the cisco game that no <laughs> that kind of um sonic the like sonic adventured it for me where it's like you're giving Spyro a bunch of friends that I don't want to deal with right now. Yeah, yeah. Let's stop. But Spyro 1 and 2 definitely have very fond memories playing those games. But I, I wonder how they hold up. Because they were a bit more open. <sighs> I'm a fucking idiot. Uh-oh. Because I was just about to say, instead of if, if the Crash remaster does well, please don't go into the comments and say, can I please have a Spyro remaster collection? Ask for a Patapon oh, remaster collection, which was a trilogy. A true trilogy with no spinoffs that got better and better as it went gameplay-wise. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's the greatest trilogy of all time. I'm not crazy. Don't get me no, wrong. I get it. I get I'm just it. saying, but like, I should have... I should have... You're a trilogy. So all the comments on that breakout video are going to be like, oh, Greg didn't say Padabon. Yeah. Fuck you, man. Fuck you, man. 
Don't help live my life. Curtis Zinger, Zinger. aka KG Zing on Twitter says, I'd love to hear you predict a future where PSVR commercially bombs. Okay. What's the impact on the PS4 slash Neo slash Sony? Uh, Neo, who the hell knows? I mean, I think Neo will be fine regardless if it's going to be, if it's, if it's framed around 4K and better performance. Uh, I mean, Neo is such an easy sell. Such an easy sell. Mm-hmm. Your games will load 20% faster. They will download a little bit faster. They would, da, 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 it's $50 more. Okay, great. I don't, none of this, Colin's not here to be like, it's a middle finger to gamers. Everybody can stop being babies about everything. If, if, it, if you just bought your PS4, that was a weird thing to do when you heard about the rumors of Neo. And also, do you care that it's 20% faster? Do you even know the difference? You waited this long to buy a PS4. Uh, PlayStation VR could be a huge, huge fucking problem for PlayStation. Uh, will it? I don't know. I hope not. I do believe in VR in terms of this and what they're doing, the way they're talking about it. I think the people who have bought the pre-orders for PlayStation VR, you guys out there, because I know you all talk about it to us all the time, I think you we're all on the right page. Uh, this is a very No Man's Sky thing again of like, our expectations are we're going to get a bunch of weird-ass experiences. And maybe in a year, year and a half, we're getting closer to a game. Because the whole thing that's going to happen is you're going to get this, you're going to play around, you're going to tinker with a whole bunch of different experiences, and you'll all be done with them in 15, 30 minutes, an hour, or something like that, and you'll put it down, and then a friend will come over, and they'll put it on, they'll get excited, and this will happen, da 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 But all of these things, we are, if you're buying PlayStation VR, you are tip of the sword, and you are you are wave one of the beta testers of VR, where mm-hmm. every developer has to start taking, we, are, we all have to learn how to play games again. We all have to figure out how not to get motion sick, what works, what doesn't, what a control scheme should feel like, what it shouldn't feel like. And that feedback is getting translated to developers who are then hopefully working on the next things. A, a, a prediction of how this looks, it's PlayStation Move. It comes out, the games are underwhelming, nobody, we all bought a bunch of them in the beginning, sure, and then nobody buys anymore, and developers run from it and don't want to develop for it. And I think the fact that you have three incredibly viable options right now for VR mean that developers are going to do it but it is going to be that whole thing of like the game I'm most concerned about being a huge bomb is Resident Evil 7. I The fact that everybody's gotten sick playing it, the fact that you can play it without the VR, these are red flags for me. And the fact that everyone you talk to about VR, it needs to be built from the ground up for VR. You can't tack it into another game. Yep. You can't do something with it. The fact that people are getting motion sick tells me that's probably a big problem for it. And the fact that I think everyone's going to get it and be like, yeah a real game for VR and put it on and be like, oh, this is not, I can't do this. This isn't what I, I think it might be cart before the horse. And mm. the fact that like, hey, let's put out a real game, but we don't know the rules yet. We have to go and learn so much yeah. about PlayStation or VR in general. Mm. So the prediction, yeah, would be is a PlayStation move thing. It would bring profits down. But again, you know, PlayStation as a brand just accounted for 76% of the profits for this quarter or whatever for Sony overall. So, that number comes down, sure, but they're still making hand over fist money yeah. on the PlayStation Four. That's I'm in the same boat software where I don't think that I think that it's going to to fail overall in terms of it not being a huge success. And I think that is the the marker for um, how this does. Yeah. Uh, I but I think that it's not going to affect them too much. I think they know that. And that's, that's like I think the success is would be a surprise to them, right? And that's the big thing with me, where I, I know I keep banging this drum and saying the same thing, but Shuhei talks about it being Gen One PlayStation. They know they have a lot to learn. I feel like the fact that it is sold out, you can't get pre-orders anymore. Da da da, isn't because 
millions came out to pre-order it's because they put out a limited amount of these because they're setting their expectations where they need exactly. to be and gamers just need to do the exact same thing and that's i think that that's smart i mean obviously it's an investment yeah. they're putting a lot of money into this and trying to see where it goes and what it can be and i talk about this all the time with nintendo but nintendo uh with the wii u and the wii and all this stuff all that innovation is is a gimmick that succeeds that's yeah. it yeah. and if it doesn't succeed it's a gimmick the wii u could have been one of the biggest innovations ever but it wasn't the wii could have been, but it kind of was. I mean, yeah, it. No, I know what I mean. You know what I mean. At the end of the day, we we look back at it and we call it a gimmick. We yep, don't call yep, it. Yep, yep, yep. Waggle. Yeah. So it's that it's had they figured it out, had they yeah. found that game that one year down the line we're going to get a lightsaber game or whatever. Yeah. Then it would have been the greatest innovation of all time. I think we VR is the same thing, and specifically PSVR is it. It is a gimmick. You need to go into it thinking it's a gimmick, and if it happens to succeed, then it's an innovation, and then it's going to be. Super awesome and great, but until then, whatever, it's going to be very similar to Connect, where yeah. it was out, they pushed it, and now the Xbox One S is out and it doesn't have a, a, a thing for A Kinect. big thing and a callback to our topic one, right, is uh, I play Abzu. Am I saying it right? Abzu. Abzu. I keep feeling like I keep, I'm so bad at pronunciation that I feel like that's not right. Uh, I'm playing it. I'm not enraptured with it. I'm checking my phone. I'm talking to Portillo. I'm doing yeah. all these different things. I still feel that for me as a, a personal... When I get my VR unit, PlayStation VR unit, I'm going to use theater mode a lot. And I really think that is going to change the way I play games in the way of, oh, Abzu's two and a half hours. Sure. Boom. Headphones. And suddenly I'm playing on a movie theater, this brilliant, beautiful game. And it's as, you know, it's as big as, uh, as if I'm playing in the theater all by myself. And suddenly that changes how I ingest games. Because that's, you know, we talk about all the time or I talk about all the time, right? Of like. I love The Walking Dead. Oh my God. I My Sundays, I start getting excited. I'm going to make food. Then I'll go over the DVR and I'll watch it. In so many episodes I'm watching and I notice myself uh, checking Twitter and news. I'm like, wait, why? I'm, I've been looking forward to this all day. Stop, stop, stop. And you got to focus. You got to focus. You know what I mean? When suddenly I can use this to lock out everything and not have to worry about if somebody's texting me or if, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, that's going to be different for me. And I really feel like, I know Colin is the, the he's always like, the, the, Theater mode doesn't matter. It's not blah, blah, blah. I think it's going to matter more than people think because I think what's going to happen is you're going to spend $300 on this headset and you're going to play these experiences and then it's going to sit there and you're going to be like, fuck, did I waste my money on that? And if it didn't have theater mode, if it didn't have a way, like, you know, I'm really, I'm, I'm really in like, you know, again, No Man's Sky would be a game I would love to boom, boom and just play and be left in that world and not have to worry about what's going on around me, like uh, sensory deprivation chamber. And when you talk, and when you're talking about games that are, therapeutic and relaxing i feel like that's a big part of it yeah i i agree with, i'm somewhere in the middle with the two things where it's like i i think that the theater mode is very important but that's not a selling point i think that that i is, don't think it's a selling it's, point it's a thing for the people that have it yes use that because um you know you can it, it's all just thing about making your life a little bit better yeah all the things you're describing that's such a personal thing to 100%. you granted a lot of people deal with that same yeah that same thing but it's like that's the equivalent to like I'm not gonna play games unless I have this TV yep. or yep, like, yep, yep. these headphones I'm using, and I, I'm like that. I, I need a very specific way to play games. Like lights need to be a certain way, or whatever. Or else yeah. I, I feel distracted. I feel like it's taken away from the experience right. I'm having. So yeah, like anything. If you care about games that much, it's gonna be great for you because you're gonna have just more options to play games a way that you might prefer. Yeah, you know. And if you do prefer that way, then all of a sudden VR is gonna be great. But that's the thing of will it succeed or will it not? We'll see. Yeah. 
I think that the the answer is no. They need to prove yes, right. you know, and uh, I don't think that they will. But I think that they're okay with that. So I don't think it's going to affect Neo I think, at all. I, and that's the whole thing with with Wave One PlayStation VR. I do think yeah, they're totally okay with it not setting the world on fire. Yeah. I think that they know that that's not going to happen, and it is that they're hoping Wave Two is bundled with PlayStation Five or does this and does that, and there's some yep. you know thing there. Yep. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. This has been the first ever episode 80 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. Kind of Funny Date cast. Yeah. We had Froyo. What'd you We did it Froyo. I said, how the fuck you like that? Oh, okay, good. Thanks saying you're going to fuck me like that. I was like, what? Oh, I'm going to fuck him like No, that. this date cast got we'll weird. We'll have to see you later. Bye. <laughs>